Hello, everybody. I'm your guest commissioner, TNA Teddy with the Shooters, aka Lil Fudge. Uh, and here are your commit, excuse me, your general managers for tonight's show, Damone D Money Allen. Kenny, or not Kenny, Keith's not here to do my introduction, so you already know I'm the reigning, defending, book it boy of the year. Book it boy of the year. And then we also got the bad guy, Kenny. The number one contender for book it boy of the year. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Calling your shot. And then like we got it. prime time, sometime, late time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Also, I like that Keith lost to Damone and just decided that, like, him and Kenny tied for second, and he was like, second place, no. Personal servant, yes. <laughs> Why does he do that? He's, he's, I like he's, it. he's putting like me over it. for later. He's rolling oh, over, wait. putting over the young talent. Hold on, I gotta do something for Damone. What the hell is that? Demone, Demone gets it. off to ASMR. I do not get off to it. And oh, he's doing really, really shitty ASMR. Oh, that's all. You've always loved it before. Uh, uh. No. Oh. Yeah. I don't like the I don't like the food one. I for the audio <laughs> listeners, I am so sorry. <laughs> uh, I apologize to them. My fiance yeah. watches like the ASMRs of like where they have like the crackly shit on the outside of like Play Doh and like they just crush it. it yeah, I, I like that. It. I like I that. Hate it. I don't I, like that. Should be a crime. Don't that's... talk about that. The moon's gonna get hard. I don't get hard. I don't. That, that, that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kenny has that <laughs> in there. It's so much hey, more refreshing hey, that way. This one. That would be good. That would be a good ASMR. I hate that. Come on, what about this one? What about this one? No, I don't like food. I don't like the food ASMR. Hey, wait, you know, wait, uh, wait, Teddy wait, Long's wait, wait. ASMR is on TNA Impact. Come on. <laughs> Come on, listen. That that would be good. I, I did watch that. a barbershop one where like it was them flippers and like cutting their hair. I hated that. <laughs> I bet they're doing terrible haircuts while doing those because they're not focused on the haircuts or dudes' lineups like Chevron. <laughs> Probably. So, but anyway. Welcome. Uh, this week we continue our trilogy, and I mean it is quite a series where we have fantasy booked our brands, rosters, general managers, match types, uh, factions, managers, you name it. We have booked it all together. And we are starting round three this week. We finished up round two, which Mike, surprisingly, high five Mike, our missing commissioner, won last round uh, after being last place in round one, where also, Kenny can you, can was you, the victor. Uh, can you uh, read off our two-week totals? Kenny's yeah. got the stats. This is our halfway mark, guys. We've got two more shows each. So check it out. Um, me and Travis tied for last place for a 3.53. Keith got 3.58. John has a 3.68. Damone has a 3.78. Then uh, Travis and John split show has a 3.8. And then Mike is the winner with 3.81. Yeah. 
He won by point zero oh, one. Was, that was last week. Tell tell us the, the combined totals. Oh yeah, there was last week. Where oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, the yeah. Current sorry. progress after both weeks is here's the current. the year to date. The year to date scores. Um, right now Mike has three point two eight. Travis has three point four four. Damone has three point five one. John has three point. I'm oh, fault. Keith has three point six three. John has three point six five. And then me, three point seven three. It's super, super close. It's because Kenny is in first, but got last place last week, but had a strong showing week one. While Mike was the opposite, and it didn't pay off as much. While Mike had a horrible first first week and a great second week (laughs) and came back and is still in last place. But the margins aren't far off. Well, I've been getting consistent third places, but ended up in second. Consistency, baby. Cranking out the mid. That gets everybody watching, <laughs> but not attentively watching. Just kind of having it on in the background while doing other shit. <laughs> hey, ratings are ratings. Ratings, are ratings, baby. <laughs> Playing at sports bars while people, you know, I don't know, uh, wrestle on the bathroom floor in piss at Logies. I'm making fun <laughs> of OU players here. Uh, so, anyways, today presenting will be primetime Travi T. And the bad guy, Kenny. Uh, Prime Time is representing WWE run by Paul Heyman, while the bad guy owns EC Dub. And who's your general manager again? To, uh, John Laurinaitis. John Laurinaitis. So, <laughs> a weird switch there, if you notice. <laughs> uh, and uh, I believe Travis will be going first for us today. Um, I will. All right, did no one take Vince McMahon? No, I took no. Paul Heyman. That's corny. Yeah, right? <laughs> Cornball. Teddy, Teddy Long's better. He's got the shooters. <laughs> Paul Heyman's better. All right. Paul Heyman have the shooters. Uh, he does. Okay. They're called the Briscoes. He just the doesn't pay them. He doesn't pay them. <laughs> nope, he does pay them. We are paying people in 2021. <laughs> this is paying people He's paying everybody but the wrestlers in 2021. <laughs> Let's clarify that. Dusty Rhodes going out there getting paid nothing. <laughs> He's back to the pork and beans. <laughs> All right, Travi, take us away. Um, one second. Sorry, that I got big ass notification on my screen. Yeah, I got the same thing. Yard. Um. We got so I'm booking the Royal Rumble. So we've got so far we've went through Starcade, All In, and then we did Survivor Series as well. But that was a joint card between me and Impact. Um, so now we're at the Royal Rumble in January, and our first match is going to be Triple H. This is our opener: Triple H versus Eddie Guerrero in a strap match. So. The build is Triple H demands to be added to, or that he's added to the World Heavyweight Championship match at the Royal Rumble because he beat Daniel Bryan at All In to earn a world title victory, and he doesn't care what excuse Paul Heyman has for him. He owes him a title match. Paul Heyman reminds him that while, yes, he did win a number one contenders match due to unforeseen events, Paul must rely on an old wrestling phase card subject to change. He said he does like Triple H, though, as Triple H has, whether the winner or the loser, been bringing the greatest match ratings to WWE consistently, and he wants to reward him. So he will be he will give Triple H the opportunity to earn the number 30 spot in the greatest Royal Rumble match. He will face Eddie Guerrero at the Royal Rumble. The winner will enter the match at number 30. The loser 
will enter the match at number one. Triple H said he doesn't feel rewarded at all. He feels like he lost a chance at the title and has to wrestle twice in one night to try to get that chance back. Paul Heyman says he understands why Triple H may feel slighted, and he knows this is a tall task, but he wants to offer him a consolation prize of sorts. Advantage in his match against Eddie Guerrero. He said, in all honesty, he admits that he can't stand Eddie Guerrero. He has all the tools to succeed. He has the charisma and speaking ability to grip and latch onto the hearts of the fan base, holding them in the palm of his fans. Yet he continues to let them down. But worse, he continues to let Paul Heyman down. He says Eddie Guerrero has the skill set to be a man on any given night, but he keeps losing to people that the critics say shouldn't be able to lift his boots. Eddie Guerrero is supposed to be the first international champion, but he failed to get the job done, allowing Tyson Kidd to win instead. He was given the opportunity to prove himself to be the main event level talent he was brought in to be, but then he lost to Wade Garrett. Finally, the most heinous failure of his career, his match at Survivor Series. While yes, he won, he had to resort to cheating against a demon paper champion, Tyler Breeze, a man who was handed his championship as a pity prize. So he wants to punish him by putting him against the most sadistic and brutal competitor in WWE, the Cerebral Assassin. Now, for the advantage Paul Heyman wants to give Triple H, it all comes down to strategy. Eddie Guerrero is the smaller, lighter, faster competitor. He will most likely look to use aerial offense to keep the pace up and maintain decent distance to not allow Triple H to implement his more methodical pace. So to combat that, we should tie him down, quite literally. So at the Royal Rumble, we will have Triple H versus Eddie Guerrero in a strap match. The first man to touch all four corners will be able to enter the Royal Rumble match at number 30, and failure... And the failure will have to enter at number one. So, um, basically, the match goes as you expect it to go with Eddie Guerrero and Triple H in a strap match. They're beating the fuck out of each other. They're both bloody, like just drenched in blood, having a hell of hell of a match. Uh, Eddie Guerrero hits the Three Amigos suplex, followed by a frog splash. He's struggling to stand, but he's crawling around. He gets to three corners, but just when he's about to hit the fourth, Austin Theory rolls into the ring, hits him with a cutter. And he uses the strap to strangle Guerrero until he's unconscious and, and aids Triple H touching all four corners. That's 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 okay. the match. I'm gonna start on that. Uh, George, John's gonna give me one star. No, one, $1 I'm, not, for the... uh, I'm not gonna give you one dollar, so that'd be cruel. Uh, especially when you got two great competitors like that in the match. That those those two together automatically gives you three stars as a base. Uh, I'm not going to go much above that because I don't like strap matches. I don't like that it was a bloody brawl where Ed, half of Eddie's skill set isn't utilized. I know that's part of the story, but like you're not getting to see him do the things he does best. You know what I mean? Okay. So that kind of stinks. And the Austin Theory dirty finish takes away quite a bit from what those two have to offer. Okay, I'm going to give it a three and a half dollar size i thought i was gonna get points off for calling tyler breeze the paper champion a d uh, paper i champion. should have uh, <laughs> that may have factored into not getting up to a four but, <laughs> may i remind you tyler breeze beat samoa joe clean Thanks. that's fine but in paul Heyman's eyes he's still a fuck him <laughs> <laughs> pay uh, wrestlers I'll, I'll go i'll go next um uh, i'm gonna give it a four okay um I agree. I don't necessarily like that. Like, I don't mind Austin Theory helping, but I don't like he's pretty much the one that did. He's pretty much the one who won the match. So I wouldn't mind if, like, he just slid him a weapon or something. But the fact that he pretty much won the match for uh, Triple H kind of makes Triple H look weak. Also, I'd still be pissed if I was Triple H. Like, fuck you, Paul Heyman. <laughs> I, I had a title shot. 
He is pissed. I get he's like I could have just entered that number 30. You didn't have to make me do a match. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, four dollars. I'm gonna be different. I'm giving you five stars. I think that's a good match. Thank you. Thank you. Can you yeah. show me the respect I deserve? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give that to you. I think that's a that's an exciting match. I think if I had to take something away, it'd be that finish, but I mean, it, to me, it plays in with the character that Triple H is. He's he's been playing as the use everything to his advantage, including other people. Yeah, I will say if you had just done a singles match between Eddie Guerrero and Triple H with a clean finish, you probably would have gotten five dollars. Honestly, I love strap matches, and I wanted that match so bad. So I, was, <laughs> I mean, I was it's your show, it. and we're not here to tell you how to run it. But <laughs> you know, I'm not mad at it too, especially <laughs> to, to, we are. to kick off the show having Triple H versus Eddie Guerrero. That's far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just they're just you know them in a singles match would have been way more fire in my opinion. <laughs> so continue. Um, I gotta pull this up on my computer now because it's not. It didn't save everything. I remember my first. I got day. it here. You said what? I remember my first day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, the second match is gonna be a tag team match for the World Tag Team Championship. Um, it's going to be the world's greatest tag team versus the Brain Busters. Uh, the Brain Busters won a tag team gauntlet match against five other tag teams, including the Briscoes, Sami Zayn, and Ken, Ke, uh, Kevin Owens. I almost said Kenny Owens. The Steiners, Muhammad Hassan, Akaj Rodavari, and Bob Holly and Al Snow to become the number one contenders. The most impressive part of this is that uh, the Brain Busters started as the first team and were able to methodically tear down every single that came their way. And over the course of 65 minutes, they blew through each team with a slow yet consistent and intentional pace. Um, after the match, they had an interview with Megan O'Levy. They didn't want to answer any questions, instead telling her that uh, there is a new world's greatest tag team and that Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas's days as world tag team champions are numbered. Benjamin and Haas walk out, walk up and talk about how it's one thing to weaponize pace against the types of teams that they face tonight, but there's a difference in the level of competition that ch- the champions are. They tell Anderson and Blanchard they want to make one thing abundantly clear. There is only one world's greatest tag team, and they will defend both that name and the world tag team championship successfully at the Royal Rumble. Uh, the match starts with Anderson and Benjamin. Anderson uses his size against Benjamin to neutralize his fast-paced offense and keep him grounded. Uh, the Brain Busters do a good job of keeping the ring cut in half, but they make a small mistake, and Benjamin is able Benjamin is able to capitalize. Uh, as Benjamin is draped into the opposing team's corner, Blanchard runs in for a clothesline, but Benjamin narrowly avoids it. He follows up with a quick super kick, and now Blanchard is draped in the corner. Uh, Anderson tags in but drops to the outside rather than entering the ring. Shelton hits a splash onto Blanchard in the corner, followed by Paydirt. Uh, he goes for the pin. It seems he didn't notice the pin, the ta- the tag. Sorry. Uh, the ref informs him that Anderson is the legal man, not Blanchard. Benjamin looks like he is nothing left though, as he spent most of the match getting battered by Anderson and Blanchard. Uh, he then realizes that Haas is brawling with Anderson on the outside. Shelton Benjamin makes one last effort to maintain the edge he created with his counter against Blanchard. He sprints from one side of the ring to the other, diving over the ropes and Charlie Haas to nail Anderson. Haas picks up his fallen brother and rolls him into the ring before rushing to his corner so he can tag in. Benjamin is crawling across the canvas trying to get to Haas. Just just before he reaches his corner, Blanchard rushes over and smashes his forearm into Haas's head, eliminating any chance of a tag as Haas goes flying into the barricade. Uh, Blanchard is leaning into the corner now, visibly exhausted. Everyone in this match has been hurt and worn out. Uh, Anderson rolls into the ring and signals to Blanchard to climb the turnbuckle, seemingly to go for the spike pile driver. 
Blanchard climbs the turnbuckle, but as Anderson pulls Shelton up from the ground, he's hit with pay dirt. Benjamin scrambles to his feet as Blanchard drops in to attempt a double axe handle, but is met with a super kick from Benjamin. Shelton is lying on the ground, and he sees Anderson starting to stir as he rolls to the apron, using the ropes to pull himself up. And even though he is reeling on the apron, he jumps on the top rope and springboards himself at Arn Anderson, but Anderson is able to catch him right at the last second and plants him with a thunderous spine buster. Both, both men look like they've given it their all. Anderson is just barely able to roll over to get a hand on Benjamin's chest. One, two, but just before the three count, Haas breaks it up, drags Benjamin to their corner, makes a tag, and hits Anderson with the hostile takeover for the pin and the win, narrowly able to retain their titles in the end. What's the hostile takeover? Uh, it's a scoop slam turned into an inverted DDT. Okay. Uh, I'll go first. I am right. going to give you $5. Hey! That's the sort of match. I like sort of tag team wrestling. I like, I love the, I love both teams. And I think they would <laughs> put on a really good match. You have the like technical style of, of the brain busters. And then you have uh, Haas, who's technical too, and um, Benjamin. Benjamin, but Benjamin also brings uh, athleticism and being able to like fly and do all that stuff. So I think it would be a dope match. So I'll give you five dollars. Hey. I'm gonna go with four dollars. I think the matchup does pair very well. Uh, like they do, they would have great chemistry together uh, because there is an athleticism advantage on one side, but it's not so steep that the other would be overwhelmed. Um, and, uh, you know, there's teams I like better than the Brain Busters, uh, but I think it's a good matchup. I, th- I think it works. So okay. I'm going to give it four, $4. Thank you. Thank you kindly. Um, I'm also giving you four. I'm not really a fan of the Brain Busters, but I see the potential of what you're doing with this match. So I'm going to give you a four. It's not something, you know, I'm like I said, Brain Busters is the kind of team I like, but I understand what you're doing. All right. Fair enough. Um, What's next? Uh, next up is going to be the World Heavyweight Championship match. Uh, it's a singles match with Wade Barrett versus Roman Reigns. I forgot <laughs> Wade Barrett was the world champion. Yep. Uh, well, here's a, <laughs> we got a, we got a, a little build here. So, let's, so we're let's about to have heel versus heel. Yep. All right. Um. Well, they got it. They got to get his rematch in. Uh, oh, so yeah, we've got. Do, sorry, I'm interrupting. But do you do yeah. automatically rematch clauses in? Your it's it's going to be explained in the in the build. Okay. It depends. It's got to be stated in the contract, basically, for the match. But um, so after the new breed ruined the Survivor Series main event, pitting Roman Reigns and the Impact Champion Batista against each other, Wade Barrett and the Foundation saw this as the perfect opportunity to cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase. After doing so, Wade Barrett hits Roman Reigns with a bull hammer and wins the World Heavyweight <laughs> Championship. The next night on Raw, Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, and the Briscoes come out to the ring at the start of the show. Right at the start of the show and call out Wade Barrett and the Foundation. Just as requested, the new World Heavyweight Champion heads to the ring with the Steiner Brothers, Freddie Blassie, and International Heavyweight Champion Tyson Kidd at his side. Paul Heyman starts to discuss the legalities of the Money in the Bank contract and how he legally is bound to give Roman Reigns a one-on-one rematch at the time and place of WWE's choosing. But before he can finish, Roman Reigns interjects. He tells Wade Barrett that he is a coward. He speaks about being a great fighting champion, willing to take on any and all challengers. He says that he was a lion ruling over the Pride Lands. He was the alpha, challenging the roster to become lions and take his spot from him. But he was never overthrown by a lion. He was overthrown by a hyena picking the scraps of a wounded tribal chief that took two companies to take him out. Wade Barrett says that he and Roman are much more alike than Roman wants to admit because despite the bravado that he is spewing to the crowd right now, Roman Reigns never once defended his title using his 
Braun Power, like he is trying to convince everyone, he used the Dangerous Alliance to keep him as champion, which, uh, which he never won, by the way. The only reason he was ever champion was because Paul Heyman deemed him so. There is one difference between Roman Reigns and Wade Barrett. Not that one is a coward and the other isn't. They both are. Everyone is. Not that Roman Reigns is this alpha male lion dominating the world and Barrett is a beta hyena speaking scrap. scraps. Neither man is special. Both did nothing extraordinary to win the title. Anybody could do it the way they did. It was circumstance, not skill set. The only difference between Roman Reigns and Wade Barrett is that Wade Brayer isn't afraid to admit that fact. Roman is furious and tells Paul to let them, let them fight right now. But Heyman reminds Reigns that they have a plan in place. Paul Heyman officially announces that Wade Barrett will defend his World Heavyweight Championship against Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. Wade Barrett says he figured that's what would happen, but he wants to offer Roman the opportunity to prove that he is this lion that he says he is. No members of the Dangerous Alliance or the Foundation will be allowed at ringside. This, of course, would exclude Freddie Blassie as he's too old to physically do anything to change the outcome and Paul Heyman because he's too fat to physically do anything to change the outcome. Heyman starts to decline, but Roman snatches the mic out of his hand and tells Barrett he has a deal. Wade Barrett smirks smugly as the Foundation leaves the ring. Uh, the match starts off as a hard-hitting brawl, neither man backing down and laying everything into their shots. Roman Reigns eventually gains control of the match and is beating Barrett to a pulp. Barrett continues to try to keep up with Roman fighting back the best he can, but it's clear that Roman is the stronger, faster athlete. Wade Barrett goes for a bull hammer, but Roman ducks, ducks under it, and Wade hits the referee. Roman loads up a Superman punch that connects to Barrett, and Paul Heyman runs up the ramp screaming for a new referee. Roman sets up for the spear, but as he does, Freddie Blassie slips his cane into Barrett into the ring to Barrett. As he stands up, he holds it close to his chest, then when he turns around, he snaps it over Roman's skull. Roman is still able to complete the spear, but is unconscious while Wade Barrett is just barely able to move. Blassie pulls the cane out of the ring as Paul Heyman and the new ref return to the ring to count the pin for Wade Barrett to the dismay of Paul Heyman. I'll start on that. Uh, I w- George has opinions, too. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to give this a $3.00. I think that uh, George is really angry about this match. Uh, <laughs> I actually like the idea. Uh, I think the bullshit clause to keep uh, Blassie and Heyman involved is really funny. They're they're old and fat, so they could just be there. You know yeah. what I mean? Even though it still totally ensures the match isn't going to be fair. Yeah, uh, I thought it was like, a good little meme way to keep them in there. Yeah, it, it is like total like bullshit reasons for them to be there. Uh, so that's kind of weird. And heel versus heel in that matchup I, it, it has some weird elements to it it's not going to be bad but it's not going to be my favorite match sure. by any means so I'm going to give it $3 also I feel like in this case because Roman is the more like the, the more dominant heel between the two and Wade Barrett's more of a chicken shit heel I feel like Roman would probably be the one the crowd cheers but I feel like in this situation though like because Roman's been doing all this heel shit for months because as Wade Barrett noted in the promo, yeah, they both been doing chicken shit stuff for months. Yeah, way right. better more blatantly. So I don't know if the crowd has a favorite in this match. Because to me, and Roman's doing about. more of the shield thing where they just outnumber everybody and beat the fuck out of them. Where Wade Barrett's been like hiding and you know what I mean, like doing all kinds of yeah, like, like cheap, real power stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I see it's not bad TV. It's just. I think it lacks a few things. I think this is my weakest match, so that's fine. I expected um, this one to be the the low low one. Yeah, I'm going to also give it a three. I think I like the story more than I like the match itself. Um, I think it'd be 
Like, I like Wade Barrett, and I love Roman, but I don't necessarily like them together. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a three. All right. Um, I, I agree with him 100%, but I was going with a 2.5. God damn it. <laughs> I just don't think those like I don't think Wade Bear is a good wrestler. The same way y'all felt about Sandman. Like I didn't want no like revenge kind of thing. Okay, I, just, I, yeah, I, I gave you a five, I gave you five dollar signs for that. So no, no, I'm just saying Sandman. like the way y'all feel about like I wouldn't go that. that I wouldn't feel about Wade. I don't think think Wade Bear is a good wrestler at all. Well, and Sam, then, but Sandman's but not a good wrestler. No, he's no, not. He, but but, but he, he fits that style. Yeah, but I just I don't put know. It's way better. I just feel like he couldn't like in an actual match. I feel like Roman would be carrying that match. That's fair. Yeah, so it's just kind of like ah, uh, but um, the story like like that's the the story is giving it the two point five. Um, next up, match number four is going to be um. It's going to be a Tyson Kidd match, but I'll, I'll let the story tell you. You can listen to the story, and then you'll figure out what it is. Wait, uh, wait. You didn't put the World Heavyweight Championship? No, it's the Royal Rumble. Put, you just put, well, no, I didn't mean it to be the main event, but... It's the weakest just, match. Okay. It's the, the World I've, Championship I've done that. I put the World... Royal Rumble. You realize that, right? Like, a lot of so times, we'll open... Yeah. Like, a lot of World Title no, matches I'm, open in the Royal Rumble. I'm fine with that because usually the you want to either be the main event or the opener. Here's I just thought it was weird that he put it in the middle. Now nah, fuck y'all because I did that to my past two shows and y'all flamed me and said there's two matches that should have been better than that on the main event. So fuck you. I went with the one I thought was gonna be the best match in the <laughs> other than the Royal Rumble. Get a better championship. <laughs> nah, fuck that. I'm I'm I've got a great undercard and a, a decent world championship. So that's that's cool. I mean, I'm letting the title elevate the championship matches. Not making the people that don't need it be champion. All right, I think. All right, so the build for this match is Tyson Kidd calls out the commentary team for their comments during his last match against Ricky Steamboat. He dresses them down as clowns that couldn't cut it in as athletes, so instead they made a career of talking about them. He says John Anik never tried to compete at a high level because he knew he wouldn't be able to. He says Daniel Cormier failed at every single level. He was an NCAA Division One runner-up failure he had the opportunity to represent the united states in the olympics but his fat ass couldn't make the weight mm. failure he went on to the ufc competing in two different weight class but we remembered as second best in both failure then he decided to try his hand at professional wrestling and sustain sidelining injuries to an aging dusty Rhodes, proving he can't hang with athletes in their prime today failure then we have taz taz has always been the little fish in an even smaller pond when he comes to the land of giants, those giants smashed him down until he took a seat on the sidelines, just being happy to be allowed to call their matches. None of them know what it's like to compete and survive, let alone thrive in this elite level of competition. The three of them are weak failures that don't deserve to call Tyson Kidd's matches. In fact, Tyson Kidd is going to ensure that they never call anyone's matches again. Kidd drops from the ring and heads towards the commentary booth, but Taz removes his headset, grabs the mic, and stands in front of the table. He tells Kid that while he's right, none of them have had the same success as Kid. John Anik is the number one broadcaster in the world. Daniel Cormier is a legend in two sports and attempting to carve his legacy in a third. And as for himself, maybe Kid was right. He was a little fish in a little pond, but the way Taz sees it, Tyson Kid really isn't that big of a fish, so he has two options. Shut his mouth and move along, or him, Taz, him and Taz can handle this problem like men. Taz places the microphone on the desk, removes his sunglasses, and starts to loosen his tie. 
Tyson Kidd laughs as he tells Taz that he wouldn't last a second against a real wrestling master like Tyson Kidd. Nothing Taz has faced compares to the legendary Heart Dungeon, let alone the competition that Kidd has faced since winning the International Heavyweight Championship. Kidd says he fights for money and legacy, and putting Taz down gains him neither. He laughs as he, as he walks away, but Paul Heyman appears on the Titantron, telling Tyson Kidd that his buddy Wade Barrett's actions made the entire foundation a thorn in Heyman's side, and he doesn't like the way he spoke to his old friend Taz, or how he's dis- discredited the original ECW. So at the Royal Rumble, Tyson Kidd will defend his international heavyweight title in a submission match against the human suplex machine, Taz. So, match starts as you think it will. Uh, it's a lot of technical wrestling from both sides. Um, Tyson Kidd's the faster, smaller guy, so he's kind of, you know I mean, uh, not really smaller, but the faster guy. He's, he's whipping around him. Um, but Taz is slowly but surely beating his way into this match. Um, Tyson Kidd is a little cocky. He's kind of, he's doing like Dolph Ziggler antics where like, he's doing like the headlock and he's standing on his, on his hands and like doing all kinds of stuff that just, just to show off that he's better than Taz, but he slips up. And after he, he goes for an Irish whip, but Taz reverses it and catches him with a belly to belly suplex, which neutralizes the match completely. Um, they're going back and forth, back and forth. And then, Finally, Taz grabs him in a Taz or what's it called? The Tazplex. Yeah. <clears throat> he hits him with a Tazplex, but as he does, the ref gets hit by Tyson Kidd's feet. So after the Tazplex, he wraps him up in the Taz mission. He's holding him there. And you can just see the life fade from Tyson Kidd's eyes. He's going to sleep. Taz gets up. He's like, what the fuck is happening? What's going on? He finds that he realizes the ref is down. So he's trying to he's trying to wake the ref up, wake the ref up, wake the ref up, and as he does that, um, what's it? Tyson Kidd comes to hits a low blow on Taz, and then locks in the sharpshooter for the finish. Uh, uh, I think I'll start with this one. I will probably like the matchup better than most because I I do respect Tyson Kidd as a wrestler, and I'm a big Taz mark. Uh, I think Taz was a gifted promo and a good wrestler, and I hate what happened to him. Uh, I the finish made sense. I feel like it was anticlimactic. Uh, I'm gonna give this. I, I, I'm gonna give this three point seven five dollars. Okay, I always I love when the point two five and point seven five come out. <laughs> So, I waited for someone to be like it's usually Mike. It wasn't a four, <laughs> but it wasn't as low as a three point five. I, I had it somewhere in between. It wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but I like it better than a lot of things. So okay, I like it. I'm gonna give it a three point five. You would have had a four, but I don't necessarily like Taz submitting. So Somebody yeah, I. To. He could have just passed out mm. from a sharpshooter. I guess. I guess Austin. Stone Cold did. Yeah, Stone Cold did. The whole point <laughs> is supposed to be painful because otherwise, what's the point? I, I don't know. Well, I don't, like, don't I don't you like, pass out normally like chokeholds that make you lose? Yeah, exactly. Your That's my thing. Is like I I like <laughs> realism, and I don't see a, a backlock. You pass out from the pain. Uh, that's kind of dumb. I mean, I'm pretty I'm sure that a realism. Also, also to be fair, to be fair, I just said. I said he put him in the in the uh, sharpshooter for the finish. I didn't say he tapped. You guys, you guys got to use your 
Use I'm your imagination for that. If it gets me more, more points to, to make him it's pass still out, give me that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you fought me on the pass out. So it's a 3.5. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Damone. I'm also at a 3.5 as well. Um, yeah, for the same exact reasons, actually. Okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, this next one is going to be all free, like, just free thought because I didn't write anything for this except for the match. And then- <laughs> <laughs> um, so this my imagination's this is- at work. <laughs> this is the trilogy fight between the Briscoes and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Okay. Uh, we know they had a singles match or a-, a regular tag team match at Starcade. They had a indie hardcore street fight. It um, what was it? Uh, all in. And now they've decided they have to, they're one and one apiece. This is a rubber match. They got to decide it. And they decided to go back to their roots, all the way back to Ring of Honor, and are going to have a tag team scramble cage match. So, for those of you that don't know, a scramble cage match is a cage match that originated and is, I believe, has only been done in Ring of Honor up until this point. It is a regular cage, but on the corners, it's got wooden platforms built across the corners for like aerial moves and whatnot and also you can be in the cage or out of the cage during the match but the pinfall has to happen inside the cage okay so basically this cage is just there as a weapon and a thing to jump off of not i uh you know i want to roast it but ring of honor did it and we can't roast <laughs> exactly so like and i'm using four ring, ring of honor, honor guys came up with that fuck you but it's, <laughs> i'm not gonna hold it against travis <laughs> like because it helps t- travis tell a story but whoever came up with that ring of honor does not paycheck <laughs> because <laughs> I, I thought about changing the the rules to it but i was like nah it's fine just leave it as it is like we, I think every single person, especially Keith, because he took like seven stabs at it, invented a better match than that. <laughs> <laughs> Keith's first card was literally just made up matches. He he did, and it was his it was his better card. He should go back to making up matches. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so basically, the the build is is just automatic. You, I mean, you've got two tag teams that tore the house down twice. They're one in one piece. It's time to finish this once and for all see who the better team is um it's more of the same from these these three it's just a little bit more like you've got the cage in there now you've got Sami Zayn diving from the top of the cage onto the briscoes you've got um what uh fuck what's his name kevin owens does a powerbomb onto one of the wood platforms up top on top of the cage you've got them brawling in in the cage out of the cage all over the the main arena right there um but at the end of the day, Sami Zayn takes a mark out from Mark Briscoe and is pinned. One, two, three. The Briscoes scramble from the cage with their licking their wounds, but with their hands hands and heads held high. Um, Sami is laying in the middle of the ring just with his hands over his face. You can see he's crying. Kevin Owens looks disappointed. It's it's a sad time. They're just they both feel like they've they failed. They, this is their this was their opportunity, and they they failed to to prove that they were the deserving tag team to win this and possibly go and face for the tag team titles next. Um, Kevin Owens just shakes his head and shakes it off and walks over to his friend and picks up 
Sami Zayn um, lifting him from the from the mat, and they go. He's looks at him and says, "Sammy, Sammy, it's all right. We've we've been through this before. We've lost before. We'll get back on our feet. It's not that it's not a problem. Come on, man!" And then gives him a hug in the middle of the ring. As they start to walk out, Kevin Owen turns, kicks Sami Zayn in the gut, and hits a package pile driver. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. that shit was coming. I see it coming. <laughs> he hits a package pile driver in the middle of the ring as he just looks disgusted at Sami Zayn down at his lifeless body. It was all that foreplay. I was like, "Come on, hurry up!" <laughs> uh, I'll start with the rating. I was like disappointed that the Briscoes won because I like Kevin, Kevin and Sammy so much better. But Kevin turned heel, and I know I'm getting more singles matches out of them. So five dollars. Hey, nice. Um, I'm gonna give you a four. I think I like the the turn and everything. I think the match would be decent. I don't like the match you chose to put it yeah, in. Fuck, fuck no, the for that. I, I, I wanted a cage match, and then I saw that. Like I was looking at different types of cage matches just to see if there was anything that popped out. And then when I saw it was a Ring of Honor match, I was like, well, it ties in with everybody involved. So Apparently, they had a cage melee at one point, and the only way to eliminate your opponent was to dive onto them for one of the platforms on top of the cage. It's literally so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> matches together. I was making up shit like that when I was a child, <laughs> right? I used to when I was a kid. I used to have my uh, my action figures. I my, one of the matches I made was a steel cage battle royal. You had to throw your opponent over the cage. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Don't give Ring of Honor that idea. But it was all for sale, though. You had to call we'll have, we'll have Leo Rush throw people over the cage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I had one other one like that where, but it was pretty much you had to climb. Instead of a ladder, you had to climb up. It was pretty much my 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 dresser. But the wrestlers had to climb up the dresser who made it to the top one. But it was just a whole bunch of shenanigans, like the whole way <laughs> you going from the side doing shit. See, for some reason, when I was a kid, I always wanted to do scaffold matches. So I'd like have <laughs> guys get thrown from the top of my bunk bed down to the ring. <laughs> I was new jacking people. <laughs> But um, That's I'm gonna great. give you I'm gonna give you a four and a half, like four point five as well. I think the only thing taking you taking you down for for was the fact of the the match type. I feel it. That, that's yeah. what I would say. And I mean, even though I saw the ending coming, it was still a good story. It was just like I'm yeah. like, come on, we know it's coming. We know that <laughs> cross, double cross is coming. Would y'all would y'all been would y'all been mad if I didn't double cross and they walked out as brothers? Uh, would y'all y'all been like, damn, blue balls? <laughs> like, like all the all love. I was like, come on, like, come on. I would have rated it lower, not because they have to turn on each other, but because if they stayed together, I would have rather them won. I feel it. No, I get you. I use this honestly. There was when I first started doing this, like when because I, I wrote all my pay per views out and then I just edited them week to week. But I wrote them out when we first decided we were doing this. Yeah, me too. And originally, I had Sami Zayn uh, beating Tyson Kidd for the international championship here, and then Kevin turning on him. But you guys liked the second match between the Briscoes and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I was like, I'll just use this as the catalyst for the turn. Yeah, um, I like the turn. I saw it like he's like Kenny said. I saw it coming, but I still oh, yeah. like. 
I was wondering if you were gonna do it though, so I wasn't sure. I wasn't so sure. It was just too much love. He was like, "Yeah, he just we're still brothers," and this I was like, "It's it's coming. Like, like, come on with it, <laughs> come on, yeah. you fake ass." <laughs> yeah. All right, the final match is going to be the greatest Royal Rumble match. Um, I just wrote down the highlights of this match because I'm not really sure. Like, I mean, yeah. I have. I have the eliminations and everything because I went through how I wanted it to be, but I don't think y'all want to sit through that. So, um, Eddie Guerrero enters the match at number one, as we know, and Tyson Kidd enters at number three. They are the number one and number two longest in the match with 54 and a half minutes and 43 minutes, respectively. Um, the top three eliminators were Eddie Guerrero with 6.6, Tyson Kidd and Kevin Owens with six each. Um, so Kevin Wait. Owens. What? Wait, did you say he eliminated 6.6? Yes. How did he eliminate 0.6 of a person? Andre, Andre the Giant got uh, 0.1%. <laughs> hold on, shut up. Andre the Giant had to get thrown out by 10 people, so they only get 0. 0.1, 0. 0.1 eliminations each. That's how it works. And he, threw a, he, he teamed up with someone else to throw someone else out, so he only gets half an elimination. <laughs> Because they're not going to say they're not going to give everybody the, the, the thing. He said, "What?" I said, "Mike's going to cut that whole part out." <laughs> <laughs> Mike doesn't do the editing anymore. He quit that part time. Oh, like, part time high five, Mike. Cut that shit out. <laughs> I'm definitely leaving that in. Um. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> Kevin Owens enters at number 27 in a mass of what? six eliminations. He's what? tired. Yeah. Let him stay. Let him stay in the locker room. He's tired. He just he got wants, He wants to be world champion. <laughs> he was just having a loving moment with his brother. Hey, hey Travis hey. don't have a labor union in his company. They do That's what he right. says. Yeah. <laughs> he DNA wants to be world champion. They got to go work twice. Um, anyway. He has him to stop superpowers, but you know. <laughs> Kevin Owens enters at number 27. He get, he ends up getting six eliminations in the, the three minutes he's actually in the match. He just comes in and starts balls to the wall, throwing motherfuckers out of the ring. Uh, but entering at number 29 is Sami Zayn, who runs out and takes out Kevin Owens, flipping both of them over the top rope as they brawl outside the ring. <laughs> Sami Zayn's in the match for like 15 seconds. Um, The final four... Because uh, everybody cares about that, is um, Chris Jericho, Scott Hall, Triple H, and Eddie Guerrero. Surprisingly, nobody took Chris Jericho. Oh, I took Chris Jericho. No, you didn't. I looked it up. I have Chris Jericho. Let's find. I out. swear, I thought Kenny took Jericho. Yeah, I did. I, he you might have. Definitely took Jericho. Travis Either way, I have real stupid. Uh, <laughs> you do not have Chris Jericho. I have Chris Jericho. I just, I literally just looked it, looked at it. No, Kenny, we got to get our lawyers on the phone. Is Jericho I'm looking at it right now. Thing? Can we all use a different Jericho here? <laughs> Kenny, I'm looking at the, the, the rosters. I just the searched debut it. TNA he, did not, he did not take Chris Jericho. <laughs> What's Christopher Irvine doing in the Impact Zone? The Impact Cut Angle Y2J. Oh, that's why it's in here is Y2J. That's my bad. <laughs> I'll change it to someone else. I'm searching Chris Jericho. He got my five star match. <laughs> like, <I don't> <laughs> All right, so the final four is somebody we're, else. We're suing. James, John we're, Cena. We're, we're suing. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, but listen, I have a, I have a, 
working relationship with Kenny. No, no, you, it's not that, that's why I'm not mad at it. That's why I was like, it's cool, but it was just okay. like, <laughs> my bad. I was, like, I, I was just, I was thought that was such a crazy thing because I was like, somebody had to have taken Jericho. Oh, no, no, he is ECW. That's fine, <laughs> that's fine. So he's he's in there. Um, who who is never mind, wait, wait, then, then, then the four again Chris Jericho, Scott Hall, Triple H, and Eddie Guerrero. Okay, damn, Eddie Guerrero, um, okay, yep. So Eddie Guerrero eliminates Chris Jericho, and Triple H eliminates Scott Hall. So it's Eddie Guerrero versus Triple H as the final two. Uh, sort of rematch from tonight's opener. They are both brawling in the ring when Austin Theory hits the ring. Double team Guerrero like he does. God damn it. Uh, the two of them are getting the best of Eddie, but they're toying with him too much as Chavo Guerrero slides in the ring and starts brawling with both of them. Mm. He brawls with Theory until they both flip out of the ring. Eddie rallies the fight against Triple H, but Triple H is just stronger and hasn't used nearly as much energy. So he takes the advantage back quickly. He throws Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero over the top rope, but Eddie does the classic HBK one foot down, uh, dangling from the top rope, barely able to pull himself back up to the apron. Triple H is celebrating in the ring as Eddie Guerrero pulls himself to a standing position. Triple H turns to see and sees Eddie standing on the apron. He rushes at him with a lariat, hoping to knock him off on the floor, but Eddie pulls the rope down right at the last second, and Triple H goes tumbling out of the ring as Eddie rolls back in. Sit, Eddie sits on his knees, crying and staring at the Starcade sign. Confetti falls from the ceiling as his music plays. Chavo slides in the ring, and the show fades to black as they hug, and Chavo raises Eddie's hand. You know why, Matt? Why? Because I had a thing I was going to do with Eddie Guerrero and Chavo. <laughs> That's why I'm mad. I was going to bring Chavo into the next review, but it's all good. It's all good. Um, still bring in Kerwin White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll let you borrow Dolph Ziggler for that. <laughs> I w- I'm going to give it – I'll start off this one. Um, I'm going to give it four and a half stars. I think that was pretty good. Hey, thank you. Uh, I agree with Kenny's rating four and a half. The Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn thing is both comical and continues the story. Yeah, um, but they're tired. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, Travis he's only in a, there for three minutes. Travis needs a wrestlers union, but um, say, Eddie Guerrero's tired too, and Triple H. They are yeah, those, tired. They, they should. They, Eddie Guerrero's tired. <laughs> he was in there for fifty-four minutes. He can come down to ECW. We don't. We don't treat our wrestlers like that. <laughs> uh, we know how ECW treats wrestlers. <laughs> Y'all lie in court when a 17-year-old gets stabbed. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, watch Dark Side of the Ring New Jack episode for that. <laughs> uh, Paul Heyman. Uh, that's actually on both of you. Paul Heyman lied in court for that. <laughs> uh, just to clarify for the audio listeners, uh, New J- Paul Heyman basically lied and said that the 17-year-old called New Jack the N-word to get, like, nearly killed, and it got them out of, like, legal trouble. So, oh. <laughs> Slimey ECWN Paul Heyman. I'm gonna give it a 4.5 as well. But my only takeaway from a five is I don't like that it had to rely on interferences from Austin Theory and Chavo at the end. I wish it could have just been Eddie and Triple H having that moment. And okay. I, I don't want to you know take too many points off for Austin Theory because I know you're building him, but it's just such a funny place to have him, I guess. <laughs> and him and Chavo being the determining factors isn't as good as if Eddie and Triple H just had that moment. You know I get, I get what you're saying. Well, I mean, so two things just to defend that that real quick is, well, as I said earlier, the same thing was Austin Theory <laughs> and Triple H have been have been doing this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is yeah. a, a consistent thing. So it played into it, and also it caught up to them this time. You know what I mean? They came out, they thought they had it had it in the bag, but Chavo comes out to even the odds. So they really didn't play too much of a, a Chavo and Austin Theory really didn't play much of anything into the ending. As much as they did, just showing that the odds can be evened. 
And this is kind of a, a quick rebuttal. It's just like, if Paul Heyman doesn't like Triple H, why the fuck are they still getting away with this? <laughs> he doesn't dislike Triple H. It doesn't, he just, he likes, just likes him enough to say, oh, you won title shot? No, you did it. <laughs> Well, but you guys, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Roman Reigns is Paul Heyman's guy. So he's he's going to add Triple H to the to the match to make Roman Reigns have a harder time. Now it's Triple H versus Wade Barrett versus Roman Reigns. He's like, no, fuck that. It's going to (coughs) be Wade Barrett versus Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns is the better guy. I bet he regrets that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because Triple H might help him win. But uh, then that would have been heel versus heel versus heel. Yeah. So those are my only complaints. Still a four and a half. Just a couple okay. little things kept it from a five. Uh, I'm going to agree with everything John said. And also, where the f- if I'm Eddie, I'm like, where the fuck were you two hours ago? When I thought about that just now. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting my ass Davo, we got stuck in traffic. Where the fuck were you? <laughs> he had to go get Del Taco for Vicky or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so four and a half. Okay. Nice. That was a, that was an overall good show. I think my lowest rating was like a three. Also, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help. I'm going to help uh, Kenny I mean, Sue overall, uh, because the, I'm going to still help Ke- Kenny Sue for you using the greatest <laughs> Raw Rumble. You scumbag. <laughs> uh, I got to note this is Travis's shortest show in terms of talking length. He usually goes like an hour fifteen. He only went fifty. This is nobody's here to argue with me. I mean, I am, but you know. But you're not really arguing. We just kind of we we both state our points and move on. Yeah. You also, you Mike also just at me, and I gotta tell me. <laughs> you only had you also only had six matches as opposed to fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Me, that is true. Me, me and Travis do what him and Mike do on this show on the watch alongs. <laughs> <laughs> That's only because Mike doesn't show up to those. <laughs> I have to take in to say the things Travis hates. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right, Kenny. Yeah. Kenny's to the land of extreme ah, and degeneracy. I'm and excited. And Are you guys losses. excited to go for um, – we were going to do uh, Backlash. But, you know, we're going to keep the ECW, so we got rid of Backlash, and we are doing uh, – I mean, we still have Backlash. I'm just not making it, like, one of the main four right now. Yeah. We are doing One Night Stand. Yeah. I was hoping for Barely Legal, but I'll take it. Because <laughs> I want somebody to make a show that's barely legal. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that was the last show. That was the last one. Um, this one night stand. We are in Philly, and oh, you know, Hammerstein. You said what? Are you in the Hammerstein Ballroom? Yep. Of course we, we got to be there. We got to be there. John Laurinaitis brings us in. You know, welcome to the land of extreme. So everybody's all geeked. They're like, yeah. Everybody's got their signs. They're going crazy. You said what? I hate that you have John Laurinaitis. Oh, so I, just, I just want to do that voice. Oh, oh if, if the real John Laurinaitis went to an ECW show, they'd be chanting like, you suck dick or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, then he's a heel of mine, too, so they're really cussing him out. But right now, yeah. they're loving him right now because he's just introducing the show. Okay. So we're starting off with the first match. Um, Motor City Machine Guns, they uh, won their title back from the powerhouse. Um, you know, the group with uh, <laughs> Braun Strowman and Mark Henry, they uh, they won it at Backlash. Um, and they've been on a good run, and they're willing to take on all challengers. So John Laurinaitis says, you know what? You will be going up against the Young Bucks and the Briscoes. And and this is for the tag team belt. So it's a three-way tag team match. Um, it's very fast-paced. Um, some of the spots include a uh, – 
a suicide, like you know, the suicide dogs when they do at the same time, but they go like opposite way. Yeah, we got yeah. that going on. Uh, Motion machine guns do that at the same time in separate directions on the Young Bucks and the Briscoes. Um, Matt Jackson does a uh, moonsault off the top rope on you know everybody. You know they're all sitting there waiting to take it. Like oh shit, looking stupid as shit. But yeah, they got that. Um, Alex Shelley's outside of the ring and tries to do like a running clothesline on um, Mark Briscoe's leg while he's on the apron. He runs, it's like kind of skips over it and then moonsaults off the apron, hits him with that. Um, Jay Briscoe does a pile driver to Nick Jackson off the apron onto the floor at one point. Alex Shelley flapjacks uh, Chris Saban in the air and he does a drop kick to Matt Jackson off the ropes. Um, at one point, Alex Shelley does like you know, the old school. He does the does, old school. Yeah, does any does do the other teams get any offense in? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. No, this no, no, no. no, more seen machine guns beating up, beating up no, the team I from mean, the other I said Jackson did a moonsault at the top. Oh, you did say that. You did say yeah, that. My bad. Briscoe did. Uh, Jay Briscoe did a power driver off the uh, apron. Okay. Um, Alex said does the old school position to uh, Mark Briscoe, and he jumps off and does like a tornado DDT. But Mark catches him and he like throws his ass out the ring, like you know that little spot. And he's like, get your ass out of here. Throws yep. him out the ring. Um. And Nick Jackson is on all fours outside the ring at one point, and Matt jumps off and does like a senton bomb thing to Chris Saban in the crowd. And um, the match ends up ending with the doomsday device on Matt Jackson from the Briscoes. Um, but Alex Shelley sneaks the pin to win the match. All right. So it's it's a lot going. It's a lot of like I said, it's just fast paced action, a lot of spots. It's like a spot match. I'm gonna give this. Uh, I'm gonna give this a four. Uh, and the only thing keeping it from being a five because the matchup's dream, but you have six superstars in the match and four aren't from your company. So I, do, I, I have to take away a little bit from that because it's not the best use of your talent. Uh, mm. But you did put them in a dream match and showcase their abilities, but it's not mostly your talent. So it's I, I get competing with other shows, but, you know... I don't know. I, I, I'd rather you see the best use of your roster. I didn't know. I didn't know this was a match. To be honest with you, he, he said Briscoe. I said, oh, okay. oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I asked you. I was like, who can I use? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I had, so I had planned on doing this one. Um, All right. So, oh, good. Oh, I was gonna say low key, kind of. I'm actually was planning on using Young Bucks versus not the Briscoes though. They they What's are that? going to be involved. In I'm not. Trip. I'm not in a fucking. I'm not in no fucking. Yeah, we don't have a working partnership with WWE. <laughs> we have a lot of lawsuits. <laughs> fuck, with the fuck WWE. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not punching down to evolve. He's saying that. I'm <laughs> out of here. <laughs> we we got we got partnership. Evolve evolve took my damn ring. Think about this, Damone. Think about this. WWE saw Impact as as good, good, uh, valuable. <laughs> Assets. Impacts can get looked, looked at looked at Evolve and was like, nah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay, we're not talking down impact because we're not Evolve I said you're is, good. Are you Evolve, is like beating, Evolve is beating WWE in the ratings every week. So, eh, eh. so that's you what, what you know what? We still got a billion dollars, bitch. <laughs> what do you have? We got what the comedy central deal. Dingo halls. <laughs> we got prime time Travi team, multi-platinum musician. That's the best. That's that's great. The best part of your roster is me. That's awesome. That's the thing you use to fucking. I mean, oh, I, I carried us. Who really lost in Keep Show? I carried us, but uh, <laughs> I, I won that match. John, uh, anyway, most of my match or all my matches is pretty much us. It's pretty much us against the world. Like, oh, so it's gonna be a okay. So if yeah. I'm doing that, 
I yeah, it's pretty I'm much gonna, the, yeah. I'm gonna give back a quarter and go four point two five for that. I'll take it. Take, I'll take it. I don't want to be too harsh, but if the theme of your show is that you're competing with others, that's fine. I just felt like having one match on your show where it's mostly other companies is a little yeah. corny. But if the whole show is competing with other shows, then that is a theme, and I know that going in. I was just like, Kenny, aren't you? Are you? You're in a talent share with every company in this, right? No, no, just y'all two. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were you were with everybody. Um, I'm okay. not gonna penalize you for using. Obviously, you're using my talent, <laughs> <laughs> but nor would I will for penalize anyone else because we have working partnerships. You have working partnerships, so I would expect you to use other people's talents. So I'm actually gonna give you a five for this one. I think yeah, it would be yeah. a really good match. High fly. There's a good amount of high flying, but also some brawling and technical things in there too. Even though you have my tag team champions losing the match, I'm still <laughs> gonna give you a five. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, not enough Hulk Hogan though. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I really think about adding Hulk Hogan in for like the cheating spot. But then I was like, I know someone's gonna be like, "Why is Hulk Hogan this match? Two stars." I was like, "No, I'm not gonna even risk that." Yeah, you would have definitely lost like half half a dollar for that. <laughs> No, you're the main one I was thinking of too. Like, oh. yeah, I was like, fuck that shit. I don't want to see Hulk Hogan in my ECW show. <laughs> if I was watching ECW and Hulk Hogan came on, I would have committed that's war that's crimes. That's I just know you would have been like, I would have given you five, but I ended up giving you one point seven five. Like, no, I can't even risk it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you made the right call. Uh. I've got nothing negative to say about this. I think it's a great match. I think that you use two great high flying teams and then use the Briscoes to to balance that out with a good brawl. Um, they are all indie indie darlings, the the indiest of indie darlings at that. Um, none of them have had full time careers in WWE. Alex Shelley, I think, is the one that went to WWE, but that's he one did, out of he six. Did a trial match on Velocity. No, one of them was in there. Who was with who teams with Kushida? That was Alex Shelley. It was Alex Shelley. Alex yeah, Shelley he, was he, he had a run in NXT. Oh, in very NXT. short. I, yeah. I didn't see that. He I didn't see that. That was about Boston. it. Was it just that? I thought he was on. I thought he had like a good uh, he like, maybe had like one or two other three or four months run. Like, no, it was like a month maybe. Uh, okay, mostly just a Dusty Rhodes classic. Either way, though, he did have a he did have a, a short stint. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't matter. It's still Chris Saban was signed with the company and like promoted being there, and then just never did anything. Nice. <laughs> I don't know what um, the fuck happened. I was hoping he was going to show up on NXT, but he just fucking didn't. Oh, I remember that because at the same time he was signed is when Alex Shelley was doing his thing with Kushida. Yeah, yeah. So we thought we were going to get Motor City yeah. Machine Guns versus like fucking DIY or like, uh, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, that would have been nice. Era or some shit like that. That would have been nice. I think he was a coach at NXT is what he did. Yeah. Or a producer. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be – this is perfect for ECW. The crowd's going to love this. This is the the – ECW. This is what ECW would be if ECW was around right now. You, th- you think it was this kind match. of an indie fest? Ah, yes. Uh, in, ECW oh, yeah, was the sure. original indie fest. It, it, you're, you're right. It'd be more like less. Do you think it would be less weapons or more? Just, just less weapons. Because here's here. Paul Heyman already said that they were already had like their blueprint for the next three years at like right before they went bankrupt. Because they supposedly, according to Paul Heyman, they had pay per view money that was owed to them from the pay per view distributors. But the distributors said they're not going to pay them because they know that. They're gonna have to pay pennies on the dollar when bankrupt because they know they don't have a uh, TV deal. TV deal, and then the TV deal wanted them to wanted them to prove that they were making pay per view money, 
but they couldn't do it because so the two were fucked them. But that's Paul Heyman. He lies a lot. You never know it's true. Um, (laughs) But Paul Heyman said that basically the plan was for ECW to become what Ring of Honor was at its prime. The the wrestling show like the the, he wanted it to be the, the best wrestlers on the planet going out there and tearing the house down week after week after week. Because if you really think about it, East, the hardcore like stuff was only like 50% of. Yeah, ECW. it wasn't everything, but it was just so degenerate when it happened and so extreme yeah. that like it <laughs> gave you your any fix you might have had for that. Besides, if you're like a CZW cornball. Uh, I was one. I ain't gonna lie to you. I like CZW. <laughs> <laughs> you watching Nick Mondo get the fucking weed whacker and like, yeah, dude, this is normal. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of that matches, though, but I did watch the CZW. I was a fan of like Rich Swan and uh, yeah, Jack, yeah. Jack Evans. Rich Swan is nice. I'm not gonna do him like get that. Get the fuck out of here. Ooh, give him, everybody give him an L. You get you get a you get negative five dollars signs. So you know how they thought Kenny Omega was gonna be the draw for that match on Impact. Well, yeah. Rich Swan was the opposite of the draw. He's the reason I didn't watch the match. <laughs> like, I don't think he's doing a microphone like that. I just think and, he beats his wife, Kenny. That, <laughs> I'm talking about in ring. I don't care about this stuff. <laughs> I do care about that. Well, it's like a combination of that being out of shape, not being a good promo, and then people not that being are that on good his level. He's pretty good in the ring. He's really he's good. A good he's good. Not in the ring. Good. He's, he's not good in the good. ring, but there's people he's, better. There's people he's, better. He's mediocre. He's mid. He's upper mid. He can go. He can go. That that boy Reggie. That boy I'm Reggie. Not doing, I'm not but there's people <laughs> at his level. That's all I'm saying. Uh, anyways, we're off track, but yeah, I'm. I didn't know that about the ECW plan that they were going to stop being the hardcore show. But I yeah, get it. That was their plan because they were already starting to see like that's not working anymore. Like let's move towards this. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Know, and Gabe Sapolsky took Gabe Sapolsky took that idea when Paul Heyman went to WB and formed Ring of Honor. I would have been sad, you know what I mean, to see it because you know I, there's a place in my heart for that degenerate shit. But I get it. Trends change. Yeah, continue, Kenny. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. The next match is uh, Kofi Kingston versus Rob Van Dam for the uh, number for the um, the ECW TV Championship. Bringing that back for this. Um, there's really not much of a storyline to this. It's just kind of like kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like a dream match kind of thing. Just setting it up. They're not really they don't really have any hard feelings towards each other. They're just, they're just balling out. Do you so, have um, these guys? Who has Rob Van Dam? I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, it starts off with a um, cruiserweight matchup, and being you know the little like the flipping shit. They do the same shit. They do the mirror shit in the beginning. And then they stop. They stop and look at each other like. <sighs> this is yeah, and just you know because you know Rob Van Dam did that shit a lot back in the day. So like, I, yeah, I he he, he kind of revolutionized that spot. Yeah, so I got to do that for him. Shout out to RVD. Him, him um, and Jeff Hardy doing that shit in 02, like 20 times a year. Yeah, I was saying, like, it, it was always lit when the Robin did. Like, he'd look around the crowd and he'd be like, come on. And he start kicking him and shit. I, I got fucked with that. So yeah. uh, the match is pretty back and forth. Um, Kofi, at one point, Kofi runs and does a little like athletic like jump up to the like the top rope. It's like a Frankensteiner on RVD on the top rope. Um, Kofi does a backdrop off the apron onto the floor. At one point, um, RVD is a triple jump with the chair um, to a springboard, springboard senton bomb to Kofi in the crowd. Um, at one point, Kofi does a little Sabu like chair throw, like those shit hard as fuck at RVD in his head. Is this um, no DQ? Yeah, every it's one night stand. Everybody, every match is no okay. DQ. Okay, okay, every match is no DQ. It's extreme rules. Extreme rules. Sorry, extreme rules. Yeah. 
I don't I don't have any death match kind of thing. It's just pretty much extreme rules. Like, yeah, yeah, which is what most of the ECW always was. They very rarely went to death. Well, I won't say very rarely, but they didn't often make everything a death match. Yeah, they, that's, just, that's they just used weapons, and I, that's my level of hardcore. Like, if it goes yeah, beyond Edge McFoley, it ain't for me. Like Edge McFoley was pretty gruesome for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying if it goes beyond that, I'm out. Yeah, well, with him, he just kind of just got hurt like all the time. Yeah, it was like yeah. his ear would come off. It's like the no. Thing. He said Edge versus McFoley, the one night oh, stand. Yeah. Match. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. One night stand was that. That was WrestleMania. That was WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania. Um, then at one point, Kofi uh, there's a token Hilo. Um, at one point, RVD drapes Kofi's body over the barricade. You know, RVD gets up on the apron. You know, the rock, the leg drop. Man, yes. man, there's a spinning leg drop onto him. Yes. Um, Kofi hits the trouble in paradise. Um, but RVD kicks out when he goes for the pin. At one point, Kofi does a flapjack to RVD. RVD lands on his feet, like on the turnbuckle, and then does a, um, a moonsault when Kofi turns around on his face. And then um, RVD hits a brain buster. RVD hits the five-star frog splash. One. Two, three, RVD is our new ECW TV champion. Um, I, I'm gonna start with that. Fuck, that's a dream match. Like, <laughs> that, that's so good. But uh, my, I, I'm so I'm I'm actually gonna let uh, people influence my vote here uh, a little bit. <laughs> I'm gonna start, but I'm gonna go last. <laughs> well, no, no, this is gonna be you all can you can tell me if I'm like doing something for a bullshit reason. All right, um, I'm gonna. I'll start then. Okay, I'll, I'll let y'all take over before I let y'all um, around. You, you got it. Okay, so there's one really good. Like overall, I think it's gonna be a good match. Okay, like let me get that out the way. There's one really, really good thing about this match, and there's one really, really bad thing about this match. I think I know what it is. But keep going. Keep going. <laughs> the the bad thing is I hate the fucking Power Ranger start where they they doing the choreography dance bullshit. Fuck I that. love it. I love fuck it. Dude, that. I love it. It looks like this is prime it's RVD, like, prime ECW RVD. It's so like no, fuck that shit. It's like when fucking uh the Power Rangers met the Ninja Turtles. They they're they do the fucking flips around and they're like, wow, Cowabunga, dude. Okay. <laughs> fuck so that. The problem is, fuck <laughs> that. Fuck you too, John. Name's really bad about that. But what's the what's everything? The, what's the, the really, really good part thing? is Rob Van Dam won. He was the man that should have won that match. Um, the whole time I thought you were going to have Kofi win, and if you had Kofi win, it would tell me that you were having your, your wrestlers win every match, which is going to have me not interested in the rest of the card, to be honest with you, because it's like, oh. You know what I mean? But Rob Van Dam won. It's easy. You can have him drop the title the next the next TV Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it, it literally doesn't matter, but he's coming home to ECW. He was the one that should have fucking... Bringing the title to evil. Also, I'm going to be mad if you don't... you If I have Paul Heyman on my roster and you have a working thing with me and he doesn't... Honestly, come out I really thought about having <laughs> Paul Heyman come out there and do the Welcome to Land. He should have done it. That's, honestly, it's got to be John Laurinaitis. I just want to do that voice. That's the <laughs> reason why I had him do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But overall, I'm going to give you... Because I took 50 cents away for the, the flippy the oh, shit. Then I gave you your fifty cents back because Rob Van Dam won. So I'm gonna go five dollar signs. Let's go. Um, Kenny's gonna I'm win gonna, this week, by the way. I'm just like, I'm, I'm gonna give you four dollars, so, four and a half dollar signs. I for the flippy shit thing. I hate that. <laughs> he has access. To, <laughs> okay, I, I, I hate trying it. To justify my reasoning for doing this because it seems Kenny has this in the bag at this point because he's already doing so good. So I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm going to have to put a 50 50 cent tax on every match because of the fact that you do have a double partnership show going on 
and it's just under your name, so you're not sharing that W with those Ooh. brands. So you have. Oh, you're right, motherfucker. Give me four fifty. Four fifty. You're in tax. You're in tax. Okay, let me justify this. Let me just. Let me be too harsh here. The reason I have to do this. I didn't do that to you. Wait till Freddie has a shared show. Yeah, that wasn't my show for the week though. It was a shared show. But but Travis, isn't your one a split show? So like it's going to include you in the finals anyway. No, like no, the split show doesn't count. We said that. That's not on Travis. It's, it's, just, it's just a special show. I'm just doing another another Starcade. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought, yeah. you, I thought it was the third show. I was going to no, no, fuck no. I wouldn't let John book my fourth show. Uh, okay. <laughs> so here, here's what I will explain though. Oh, it's that, because that, that you have access now. to wow. 75 wrestlers. Nah, I'm joking. Right? I'm going to give you. I'm still going to give you your five. You're just not going to lose this week, but go ahead and do your uh, thing, John. Yeah, you, you have access to 75 wrestlers. Not, wow. not true. He only has access no, to like no. 20 of mine because I told him he's not fucking with with. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much getting the uh the scraps. The scraps. His brand. Yeah, but I mean, he, he is, don't yeah, fucking scrap. No, no, no. Okay, so RV, no, RVD is Demone. That, that, yeah, yeah, RVD. Yeah, mine. I know, I know. But like, I didn't let. Yeah, it's complete access. We're not like W. WE where we only <laughs> let you have the bottom tier. That's because you you're not going to have to protect any of your guys. Punk or something and because That's why, you know what I mean? Who's like your top guy, Damone? Sink or swim. It's Shawn HBK. Michaels. Yeah, HBK? Yeah. You're about to have HBK. He's about to lose the fucking CM Punk in the championship match tonight. Putting nope, that out there. Nope, nope, <laughs> no, What I'm saying is, is that when you have access to that kind of a dream match like that because you have like number one pick versus number one pick level shit. Honestly... Like, RVD is like in the middle of his roster, but I didn't take, I didn't, I'm not using, I don't think I'm using, no, I actually, yeah, I actually, to be fair, let me use, let me use your, let me use my lawyers against John. We share his own lawyers. Let me, let me, let me tell you this. Let me, let me say this. It's, I was with you for a second, but then I thought about it and said, you know what? I could have done this myself. I have a partnership with Kenny, Keith, and you that I could have done this and made all the dream matches I wanted, but I didn't do that. So I is it is he the bad guy for doing it? No pun intended. Or is he just smarter than us? <laughs> That's the okay. only time I'm ever gonna say that in I'm my life, Kenny. So Travis, get over that right now. <laughs> comments, I'm gonna lower the tax to 25 cents. Um mm. there has to be a tax though for the fact that you have so much access <laughs> to three matches the fact that you're I'm, able to put that tag match and rvd and kofi kingston on the same show is lit there is lit it's too lit we can't compete with that that's not you're supposed, fair. To be a fan. you're supposed to be a fan <laughs> i am a, well, i did I, this for you <laughs> <laughs> every episode i've done this for you but you know i gotta be fair and wow. I, I feel like a 25 cent tax which is still gonna leave you with like in the fucking fours on everything like, mm. like i need you because when mike comes in and starts dogging my show god need yeah. <laughs> well if mike does like a dollar tax and then you know i'll eat shit for this but like <laughs> mike, will, mike will sit there listen to this five star match and be like you know what Two and a half stars. <laughs> exactly. That's, a, that's what happened to me last week. I got five in a row. Mike is like, oh, that's a 2.5. Mike three. saved you too because he hated my show as well. <laughs> but he, he did to be like, I literally had Bray Wyatt and CM Punk have the most emotional match. Everybody gave it a five. And Mike's like, eh. 
three. I'm giving this four point seven five though because this is a perfect match. RVD and Kofi Kingston. They're such a perfect combination, especially in that ECW no story environment when you're just putting wrestlers together to have a great match. It just makes sense. Uh, but I gotta do the tax because God, I'm never gonna have a match that good because of drafting. <laughs> uh, so it's a little bit of my saltiness tax, like that. Uh, honestly, that I didn't try this shit. The British have the sugar tax. John has the salt tax. I, I could have had fucking Matt Riddle and RVD smoke a blunt together, then wrestle, and then I don't get to do that. Uh, so. Hey, hey, go hey, with Evolve. hey, Evolve's doors are we're open. You you have have you have start all this to beat WWE. WWE. All this to beat WWE. <laughs> Bro, you WWE's beating WWE. <laughs> right, yeah, I had a good show this week. There was no. I didn't want to say that because I'm trying to convince y'all to like my show right now, so I'm not going to say Yeah, Kenny, keep Kenny, keep going. I, I, I'm sorry if I'm being unreasonable. Let me know, but I think that's you are fair. being unreasonable. Please, give me my quarter. You're still, you're still quarter. getting like four point seven fives. Kenny wants to get one of the two fives in a row. <laughs> He's about to get like six fives in a row. John isn't giving me a five yet. <laughs> He's like, I know that's why I'm like, uh. okay, uh, let's give it Travis like threes. <laughs> you were. I was like, damn, John's fucking going harsh this week. <laughs> All right, my Maybe next. Maybe I'm one. an asshole today. I don't know. Rough day at work. <laughs> my next one isn't really much of a story either. Like I said, it's not. This isn't really a story based pay per view. It's pretty much we're just setting up matches just to just just for just for the fans. Just showing, showing it's one night stand, right? It's one night stand. So this one is pretty much um, Kurt Angle. He says he has a lot of respect for Bret Hart, but there's, an asterisk, but there's an asterisk on his record because he feels like people think he isn't the greatest technical wrestler of all time because there's an argument that Bret Hart is the greatest technical wrestler of all time. So he's like, I want to end this debate. Me and you, a one night stand. Tyson Kidd should come out and beat both of them up and show that he's <laughs> the wrestling. No, Tyler Kidd is going to get handed this match, too. Tyson Kidd doesn't exist in this universe. Get the fuck out of here. Tyson Kidd and Tyler Breeze come out, beat the fuck out of them, too, and then they have their match this season. That is, you know how pissed I'll be if and I watch Ty- Kurt Angle lose to Tyler Breeze? Tyler Breeze's title. <laughs> I'll be pissed if I see Kurt Angle lose to Tyler Breeze. You said it's for Tyler Breeze's title? Good, because Tyson Kidd's not going to put his title up against Tyson Kidd. <laughs> no, it says that Tyson is giving Tyler his title. You know, because to add to the collection, he's going to no. be the belt collector, but not win any of them. <laughs> kid's not giving no titles away. <laughs> so this is pretty much the greatest technical wrestler of all time uh, matchup. That's pretty much the, the title for it, we're going to say. So um, at this point, um, it's... For the golden like, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this is pretty much like, it starts off like a legit wrestling match. Like they're like trying to pin each other down and shit like that. And they're like, you know, being real technical at first. Um... Until Bret Hart ruins it with an enziguri. <laughs> like, so he's like, nah, fuck all that. Um, at one point, Bret Kurt Angle throws him. He said what? Bret Hart did the enziguri? Yeah, yeah. He's able to do it. Um, before you say anything. <laughs> I know you hate Bret Hart. He's did he ever do it? it? Yeah, he did enziguris. That he was like, probably his most exciting move. Yeah, but he, he had slingshots, too. He used to do slingshots back in the day. Um, Kurt Angle on the Indies with the big show. (laughs) (laughs) So at one point, Kurt Angle throws him out of the ring. Um, he he goes for a jump, like kind of like how Rey Mysterio does a little jump thing. Like I don't know, I don't even know what the name like that move was called, but he jumps like trying to jump on their shoulders, try to land on them. But he but Bret Hart catches him, puts him in a powerbomb position, but then he like kind of lets his like a Frankenstein setup. You said what? Like a Frankenstein setup. Yeah, yeah. So, so he runs and does the jump off like, like like off the apron, and Bret Hart catches him, drapes his like the top half down, and just swings his body towards the towards the steps. Um, 
At one point, Paul, um, Bret Hart does a pile driver off the apron, like onto the floor. Mm. That's um, the second time we've seen that spot tonight. No, it's not. Uh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I didn't realize I did that twice. Um, we see a token halo from Kurt Angle. Um, Kurt Angle hits a, diving, hits a diving moonsault. Um, after he hits a diving moonsault, he pulls his straps down. <laughs> he goes for the angle slam, hits him. Then he goes for the ankle lock. Bret Hart rolls forward, and Kurt goes flying out the ring. Bret Hart goes for a suicide dive, but gets cracked in the head with a chair shot. Um, I figured he cracked his head trying to do a move. He's not a like <laughs> That's why I didn't have to do it. <laughs> so he was going for it. He's like, ah, he gets hit in the head with a chair. Um, Kurt goes for the sharpshooter, like the fuck with him, but there's a rope break. Um, at one point, Bret Hart um, climbs the rope and yeah, Bret Hart climbs the rope and uh, Kurt runs up, like does a little jump up to the top, does a belly to belly suplex off it. And he, Kurt Angle, kips up, pulls the straps back up, ankle lock. Bret Hart's fighting it. Then he does a little, like, I forget the, the name. Grave, of it the Grapevine. Yeah, grapevine, yep. And then uh, when he has him in that, Bret Hart ends up tapping. So Kurt Angle is our greatest technical wrestler of all time. All right. I'll start at a 3.75. <laughs> uh, that, that's including the tax. Uh, but, I mean <laughs> – uh, a clean four starting off for a Bret Hart match is pretty incredible. I know Perk Angle kind of, you know, is going to be doing most of the stuff that I enjoy in that. But, I mean, it's going to be great. So, yeah. no complaints, really. I want to have that. a little technical matchup in there. What you know what Kurt Angle doing is like. This, this Perk Angle, too. So, he's he's definitely off the drugs. So, he's doing his thing over here. We let him we let him do Primal. his thing. Primal. Yeah, he's jumping I off. I hate that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to give you a 4.75. Mm. Only issue I have with it is that you said there was a rope break, but it's supposed to have extreme rules. So there uh, should ECW be no, did ro- ECW did, did they rope, do breaks. rope breaks. Yes. During extreme, extreme rules. rules. Yeah. All matches were extreme rules and they did do rope breaks. No, yes. no, there was when the extreme rules was something that WWE coined. No, I'm talking about like ECW's original rule set. Yeah, but that's not, that's cool. not what he said. He said extreme rules. But I imagine, I this is the old ECW. ECW. We yeah. are ECW. This isn't WWE ECW. You're moving. You're moving the. You're moving the goalposts now. So is no, it no, 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 extreme rules or is yeah, it ECW's rules? ECW All right, either way. Okay. Had rope breaks. Okay. If that's the case, then I'll give you get a five. Thank you. That, that's all I want. Uh, I got you tax back. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was the only issue I had with it. But if that's the case, if you're going with that, goal, then I'm going to give you a five. I think this match is going to be very boring in comparison to. I know it's a dream match, and like a lot of people want to see it, but I'll be honest with you, I, I don't. I don't think that. <laughs> I, I just don't. I and I don't hate Bret Hart, contrary to whatever. Sounds thinks. like that, you, I do. I don't yeah. hate him. <laughs> Fuck Bret. I just think Kurt Angle is miles above him in everything. This like he is. It, He's I better. I, Brett I don't Michaels want to see better this. wrestler than Bret Hart. I don't want to see that. That's funny. That's that's <laughs> a good one. Um, I don't want to see this. I'm gonna. It, it just is what it. And we. This is the second time we saw the pile driver spot in the one you night. Were, you right. I didn't. And I didn't that, realize I put it in there twice. That hurt me. So I'm. I'm gonna give this three. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's a mean drop. That's, that's all. It's all good. It's all good. Damn, gonna, 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 I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> And also, it's not what I expect to see when when I'm thinking of like a one night stand pay per view. I don't expect Kurt Angle versus Bret Hart. That's the, it's just not. It didn't fit the mood for me. 
They need you need to read the room. <laughs> Check the vibes. <laughs> yeah, no, the vibes they, Brett, so I, I, I want to so technical match in there too. I want a technical match in there too. So I feel you. Do you could have had, had a better technical match though. You could have had like Tajiri versus Super Crazy. I mean, he already did 15. have a better technical match. He had Kofi Kingston versus RVD. <laughs> the most face. What did he say? <laughs> what did he do? Even his face. He was like, like Tajiri versus Super Crazy. <laughs> okay, if you don't think Tajiri versus Super Crazy is fire, then you didn't watch original ECW. That no, was it is, no, it is fire, but. <laughs> <laughs> pulling out his hat, like. Only real ECW fans. You could have had Eddie Guerrero versus D Malenko. Yeah, but but I just think I just think uh, Dean Malenko is another Bret Hart, but worse looking. Hot take. Uh, <laughs> that's fine, but I dislike him less because he doesn't make himself out to be this god. I mean, he it's the gimmick, best in the world. You know, best in That's his life. That's what Bret Hart lives. Ric Flair does that. <laughs> Ric Flair is the drip god. That's fine. He's okay, Ric Flair is a rap video. <laughs> Bret Hart probably like I don't know. Bret Hart wears jean shorts and, and, <laughs> and biker jackets. Leave that man alone. <laughs> yeah, that man's in shorts in 2021. Yeah, like, like that, man issues. With that man's also still, still crying about his career in 2021. Hey. His career's been over for 20 years, and he's hey. still bitching about stuff that happened in 91. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, be like Shut up. <laughs> he's like, I should yeah, understand. I Hey, I gotta say, hold on, hold on. Honestly, that? I would have been world champion, been world champion if there wasn't for Hulk Hogan, Jermaine Randy Savage, Roddy Piper, uh, the Ultimate Warrior, Andre the Giant, George Steele, King Kong Bundy. Uh, <laughs> King Kong Bundy? <laughs> yeah. Say, Iron Jim Sheik, Malenko Nikolai Volkov, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Don't, don't say Dean Malenko is not in the same boat because he really he is. Doesn't, he doesn't do the thing. I don't like Brett for the person. <laughs> I, that's why I don't like Brett. I Dean, like Malenko has a similar skill set. You are right. Well, I would much rather give money to see Dean Malenko than fucking Bret Hart. Dean Malenko is Bret without hair, bro. He <laughs> it's, you're missing my point, John. Hey, I don't I like I, 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 it. I see your point, but like I just like Dean Malenko uh, for the same reason I dislike Bret, which is not for the person. It's just for this. I think they're boring in the ring and overrated. I mean, uh, I, mean, I mean, some people don't like technical wrestling, but I want to have a technical match. And yeah, I want to have a legit yeah. technical match. That's you pulled off that. what you were going for. It's just not for every fan. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it is for me. This also, is I, mean, I was I disrespecting your talent before they were on your payroll, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is um, Charlotte Flair. Um, remember, she's the champion. She took the belt from Tony Storm. She just had a hard <laughs> Versus Tyson Kid. No, no. No, I'm going to let y'all know right now. Tyson Kid. He does equal the women on this brand, so that makes sense. This is gonna be this is gonna be zero stars for me. Damn, I should have said that. But no, I'm telling y'all right now, you will not see Tyson Kidd here because he is one of the protected members of my roster. One of only four. You got the whole squad crying. We all really wanted Tyson Kidd on our show. You also won't have to see Wade Barrett because I know you guys all love him. Damn. You won't be able to see Roman Reigns and you won't Damn. be able to see Triple H. Those Damn. are the only where I protect. The only one I ain't gonna lie, the only one I wanted to do a match with was Roman Reigns. I and he was friend. he is my most protected guy. So that's yeah, yeah. Nice. And I was like, it was, it was, I was like, that's what I'm like. I got to book right. Roman Reigns. Unless Roman Reigns is coming out here and squashing your world champion, I'm not doing it. Ooh, I, uh, I had about a no contest with my world champion. Thank you. See, CM Punk is the funniest. Let's put tears in this. But we just did that. I couldn't. I couldn't have him do another no contest with another world champion. 
But the um the next match, like I said, Charlotte Flair versus Tony Storm. If you remember, um, Tony Storm beat Becky Lynch. You know, she injured her leg at one point, and Becky Lynch was like turning heel during the match, was tearing her leg up, and after she beat her, like in a very emotional finish, that's when uh Charlotte Flair used her um her contract to uh to beat her. And you know, then the crowd was pissed off. She was raising the title real slow. So um Tony Storm finally gets her get back, you know. She so she's Having a one-on-one match, so Tony <laughs> Storm's coming out hot. She's like coming at coming at her immediately, just starts swinging on her. Um, Flair knees Tony in the gut to stop her, um, and takes her out the ring and throws her into the steps. Um, there's a few leg kicks to Tony to wear down the leg. Um, there's a dragon suplex on like from Flair um, onto the apron. Um, we see we see a suicide dive from Tony. Um, there's a spear from Flair outside the ring. So when outside the ring, she spears her. Um, there's a big boot to, t- um, to Tony with her head leaning on the, r- on the ring post. Uh, we see a figure four from Charlotte on the turnbuckle. You know, like when Tony Storm's body's in the ring, but like Charlotte Flair is out of the ring. And yeah, the, the, like, turn, the turnbuckle. Uh, um, figure four. Figure four, yeah. Yeah, it's that. And so she's doing that at one point. Oh, shit. Let me just scroll down. Okay. Um, and the crowd is like, Really getting on Tony's like side, so they're chanting Tony time. Um, so we end up seeing a shining wizard from Tony with uh, with he had no energy left pretty much. He hits the shining wizard, Tony climbs the top rope, hit the elbow drop, and um, at one point, Charlotte goes for the spear, but she turns into a cross face. But there's a rope break, and um, Tony ends up hitting the storm zero to win the match to finally get her championship. Okay. Uh, Oh, you can go, Jen. Oh, I'm gonna give that a clean four and a half dollars. Um, good match. I think the right person won. Charlotte Flair is the queen of having short reigns just to derail other people and tell a story. So, her <laughs> purpose, just racking up reigns that are like ten days long. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the wrestling is gonna be solid. No complaints. And there should be no tax on that one. <laughs> uh, it could have been four point seven five. I'll just say that there was tax. Um, You'll never I'm, know. I'm gonna give you four and a half. I think it would be a really good match. I not, I don't think it's the perfect match. Which no, is why I'm not giving you a five. So I'm gonna give you a four and a half. Tony Storm's pretty much like my comeback kid in this brand. She's just been kind of like going through it, but she finally got her get back. Like I said, the whole time she's been getting screwed. Every time she gets to shot the title, it's always a triple threat or fatal four-way match. And she would lose or she would like, you know what I'm saying? Like she would lose. And the one time she got it, then she got screwed by uh, Charlotte Flair. So she finally gets her get back. Yeah, four and a half. Okay. You're muted, Travi. Your guys' thoughts on Wade Barrett and Tyson Kidd? are my thoughts on Tony Storm. She's okay. She's good. I don't think she deserves the the level of treatment you're giving her. I, I will say check line. her out uh, the Japan version, though, so you can see okay. she's a lot better in Japan. But what you right. I get I get it. Uh, I think it's going to be a good match. I think they're going to hold in. I don't think it's a 4. I think it's 3.5. But it's a good match, though. It's, way, it's above average. I'll take it. I'll take it. I think we have all have somebody on our brand we want to push that everybody else is like, bro, what? Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. Tyson kid as me with Tony Storm. That's y'all with like my Tyler Breeze push. <laughs> I like Tyler Breeze. I just don't like the way you treat him. 
special. <laughs> <laughs> you treat them as such. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I hate it. So the okay, next you gave is- Roman Reigns the title. <laughs> Paul Heyman did. There's a big difference between okay. a competitor and a guy that's legally backing him. A huge difference. I sleep. The next one is the co-main event. Um, it is uh, Chris Jericho. He plans on retiring, and he says he wants to have one last match with uh, Shawn Michaels because he feels like he is his greatest competition. So um, Shawn Michaels agrees. They shake hands, and you know what happens next. Sweet Chin music. He's like, I'll see you there. <laughs> He's like, all right, you know I'm going to do this. It's like, pow. <laughs> so we all saw it coming, but it's like, okay. So um, the match is pretty – so the match happens. It's pretty back and forth. Um, we see in the beginning there's like a like, there's like a back chop battle going back and forth. It's like, pow, pow, pow. And we see a forearm. A what? From, uh, <laughs> like a back chop, just pop, bitch, like hit him in the chest. I thought you said back shot battle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the match I, I want to see. He's waiting, like, come on. <laughs> okay, uh, Kenny's, gonna, Kenny's gonna save that name for a later match in his women's division. I wasn't just He's, wait. That's that's the that's the um the brawn panties match. <laughs> uh, so um, I feel like Kenny took brawn panties off the off the board just so no one could use it. I did. I, I, I don't Kenny's even know. I, I had an angle that I was gonna like. I'm gonna say this real quick. But I had an angle where I was gonna have Val Venus. Um, no, Val Venus gonna come back and, and host the host the bra and panties match between <laughs> Miss Elizabeth and um, I forget uh, Stacy Keebler. And then I thought Not about Miss Elizabeth. No, no. <laughs> well, Miss is gonna do some heel shit, whatever. And like nobody's gonna rock with it. And then that match is gonna be beat up. Or they're gonna get beat up by Nia Jax. And it's gonna start this whole thing. And I was like, I scrapped that idea so fast. I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Nia Jackson was gonna destroy that segment. I was like, let me go ahead and not do this. Nia Jackson's up being the one that's in her bra and panties. <laughs> just, <sighs> I it all. I'm actually mad that I'd be here for it. Didn't get to destroy <laughs> that segment because of how much fun that would have been. <laughs> that's why I didn't do it because I was making it, and I was like, they're gonna destroy this segment. I mean, sometimes I leave some of my well <laughs> bad shit in just because like the reactions are funny. And, that point, you know. Yeah, I'm not changing my shit too much for y'all, to be honest. No, with but you. I'm still, but again, really I'm still trying to win. I know for a fact that shit would destroy my card. Like, like I was like, this is a good card. Let me go ahead and take this. Yeah, this is gonna be part of this. I was, let me go ahead and take this. If shit. I had known in advance I was gonna be on there, I would have undone the tax. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been tax for the whole show. <laughs> but but yeah, like I said, it's back and forth. Um, there's a back back chop battle between the two, and then <laughs> ends with a uh, forearm. Are they wooing? Every time they chop, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I like woo, that. Woo, yeah, so they're doing that. Um, and then the form from uh Shawn Michaels, he, he fucks the whole shit up. And then um, Chris Jericho throws him into the turnbuckle. And we see that little weird flip thing Shawn Michaels does. I don't even know, I don't even know what that's called. Uh, yeah, I don't think over the, the turnbuckle thing. Yeah, yeah when, he, yeah, when he comes back, when he turns back around, he gets integrated by the way, uh, by Chris Jericho. Um, we see a springboard drop kick. Uh, from Chris Jericho um, on the show when he's on the apron, you know, that move too. He does that every now and then. Jericho does a suicide dive. <clears throat> Sean goes for a moonsault of the top rope to Jericho, but he moves out the way. Um, we see a superplex from uh, Shawn Michaels. We see a sweet chin music, but Jericho moves out the way and he hits the ref. Um, Jericho DX chops him and then hits the cold breaker, but the ref can't count because he's out. Um, and we, at one point, we see a stiff backdrop from um, Shawn Michaels. 
Um, and we see a diving moonsault on the Jericho and a sweet chin music <clears throat> from Shawn Michaels to get the win. Question before I rate. Is this old Jericho? Because you mentioned retirement. Yeah, um, he still has that look. You know, like I said, he has that little ponytail and shit like that. So he still like has the long hair and shit. He just yeah. he don't look nasty right like he does now. Oh, yeah, yeah, he don't look nasty. He's still like he's he's still. So this is this is first retirement. Is he re- is he wrestling like at the level he was in the two thousands, or is he wrestling like now somewhere in between? No, no, no. This is in my opinion that was prime Jericho, like when he had that little like the nasty look. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this is around that time frame. Okay, so he's still in his prime, but retiring because fantasy yeah. world logic. Okay, yeah. got it. Um, I gotta give this a uh, four point seven five. That, that's a perfect match with tax included. Uh, John, what's going on, man? You can't get a five star match. It's a tax. He's giving me four point seven five every well, other match. Well, welcome to taxes. These are, these are what would have been fives, but you got you got the partnership going, and I don't want you to get an unfair, like unbeatable W. Like if you have like a fives across the board, he's, me, he's already no. winning this week. There's nothing we can do. Like uh, I'm not. That's why I'm taxing him. Twos. He's going to be a whole bunch of twos at one point fives. That's going to happen. That's probably what will happen. I'll go like, next. Be like I hate I, this fucking match. <laughs> Even yeah, Mike, even Mike needs to get this even. Mike, please hate this. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we've seen this match a hundred times. Oh, but it's always the So what? <laughs> but not on ECW. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. This is gonna be a three point seven five for me because I feel like we've mm. seen it. We've seen every iteration of it. We've seen everything they can do. We've seen everything that they that we would want to see them do. What more can they show us at this point? You know what I mean? Like it's it's Cena versus Orton at this point. I don't I don't expect them to pull anything out that I've not seen them do before. Damn, Travis actually makes kind of a good point. But but it's Jericho's last match. <laughs> well, fuck him. No, wow. Uh, I'm actually gonna give it a five, not just because we're world champion one. But um, also, I, I do agree that we have seen this match plenty of times. <laughs> but every time, it's fire. It's always so I expect it to be fire again. So why it was fire before? Why wouldn't it be fire again? Especially <laughs> when, especially when J- it's Jericho's last match. So I'm assuming he's gonna go fucking balls to the wall. Yeah, he's, so, uh, he's doing everything pinpoint. So, he's doing the moon salt to pinpoint, the lion salt to pinpoint. Kenny's yeah, gonna shoot me for this, five. but uh, I'm thinking about adding the Travis text because he made a good point. Damn it! The only reason I don't feel bad because I don't feel like I'm berating Kenny. One, because it's still a four, fucking four point five, and two, because <laughs> every Kenny's come out with every, a four dollar show, and look. he's go, he's gonna be okay. Like over four dollars, I'm not hurting Kenny. Like. Instead of 4.75 to 4.5, make it a 4.6. Honestly. Like, take it, take, no, it, take okay. a nine-minute nickel off. <laughs> okay, okay, 4.6. We'll do that. I need every – I need that 10 cents, man. I need that 10 cents. There you go. Jamal, when I first looked up, I thought you were really scratching yourself. I was like, why are you scratching like a crackhead? Um, but honestly, after you, I realized that this you do have a 75-man roster, essentially, to look at, plus all of the free agents – I had to start taking that into effect, and I am—I'm not gonna lie—I'm judging you harsher for it because, like, you have to have perfect matches to get five stars. 
I think it's a guy. I think the right man won. Shawn Michaels won. I agree. That's why Travis you got 3.75. That's 3.5. Because the white right man Travis won. Taxing. World uh, champion. He really is. All right, he's now, taxing harder than me, so you'll get a four point. No, I'm judging the matches. I'm gonna be. I, if you have the access to this many motherfuckers, you better give me perfect matches. I, I'm, I'm and, there's, and there's no story. There's no story to any of this shit. God damn, no, Travis is making good know, points. Few, he's few, making good know. points. Travis is making good points. You're gonna, you're gonna win on a, a show that doesn't have any stories. Has one it. story so far. And has a bunch of fucking randoms from outside of your show. Get the fuck out of here. Man, <laughs> randoms, stories, yeah. but it's not it's not all story based. This, this, this is this is evolve championship wrestling right now. <laughs> I, I, I will say uh, to kind of agree with Travis, like because sometimes we take a like there's two different ways to book in this uh, series we've been doing, and I feel like one is more consistent in terms of the ratings. Which I'll be honest with you. That style they just keep taking more money hey, from you guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll be honest <laughs> with you, Kenny, 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 Kenny. I'm about to shoot you some bail. I'm gonna give you an opportunity. I feel like you should count this as an extra show, like I did with Survivor Series. And book another show with just you can use other people's talent, but not one that's completely half and half. <laughs> Kenny's like, I don't want to do that. This is one night stand. Like already, already. I, I, I understand. <laughs> like, I understand. Also, Kenny, don't, why would you do that? You're getting a really good rating. Exactly. Travis is making a good ethical point here, but it's not what Kenny has to listen to. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Kenny's a bad guy. I don't expect him to take it. He's going to destroy my main event now. He's going to be yeah, like, I say, I'm not going to destroy. I'm judging the matches as I see them. That's far. That, that's far. You still haven't gotten less than a three from me. Yeah, but I just want my quarters from from John. Give me my quarters. <laughs> I, I I gotta put it this way, and it, it's frustrating <laughs> on my end because I book the opposite way. Because there's the dream match style of booking, which is no stories, just give great matches or minimal stories and give great matches. And then my shows have like max story, even also, to the point where it gets in the way yeah, of the dream matches same. and the finishes, and it results in some lower ratings. Agreed. Um, because so I when I'm booking, it I hurts think- a little bit to get dicked on like oh the. Fucking Matt Hardy shows up after the Undertaker's match and lose two whole fucking dollars for it. I think you can live <laughs> I, with the fact that Kofi Kingston and RVD lost the quarter. <laughs> like, I think that's here's my point. Here's here's another thing is I when I'm doing it, like I don't know how you guys grade, and I, I mean I kind of get it that by at this point, but like I'm not going to change my style. At the, like we're three fucking pay per views in, right? I'm not changing my style for y'all, but. My thing is, is I when I'm grading it, I'm looking at everything included. I'm grading the match, the story, all of that. Yes. That's all important to me. Right. But me sometimes I don't feel like y'all care about the story that much because I'll have hella stories and y'all be like, eh, the match is probably gonna <laughs> suck. So, fuck no, you. but there, but there's no, there's been times where you had a match, I didn't like the match, and the story brought I, you up. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said like there were certain times where Mike had. In my opinion, were terrible matchups, but the buildup made me excited for the match. So he ended up like if I just seen that matchup, I just seen that, like you know what I'm saying like I can't remember the people he had, but like Kurt Hennig like, versus Biggie Langston, yeah, something like I that. If I, seen, that, if, I that shit, like, if I didn't know the story behind it, I would have got that shit one point five. Maybe Gold I, think, I think was when I was fucking, like this. Okay, his build that. for that was actually kind of good. Yeah, and, and he ended up going from that to like Kenny's a Tony Storm build also added to the rating because Kenny Tony Storm right. build has been really good. That's the one match of the story on this card, but right, right, uh, right. If the story you, adds to it. Uh, yeah, if you I, took away the story for that one, it would probably be like a three. 
Oh, it would be 1.5 like, for me. On my shows, because I make the story play such an influential part in the wrestling, I get docked sometimes. Agreed. So I feel like you've taken a bit of a loophole, which is fine. But I think Travis being harsh and me getting a 25 cent tax is fair. You're getting, you're getting booked by the story guys. You're getting graded by the story guys for non-story matches. So I was about to say it's only the review that I, I did that. The first two reviews. But I, I, I get that. I you're gonna win that. This is all getting added together. So no, you're gonna have fine. a fucking four and four point seven five star pay per view that's gonna put you out of the running. We're not gonna be able to catch up. Okay, but yeah. I better get some high ass quarter. <laughs> I don't use anybody's talent. I'm not giving you goddamn quarters. <laughs> I, I better get my quarters. Is what I'm saying. I'm, I, I'm should, give you- <laughs> I better not get no. Oh, there is a story. Honestly, the match. I'm gonna look, take off two dollars. I'm gonna be 100 honest with you. There's zero chance that, that I happened win to me. There's zero chance I can catch up. None. Also, there's there are, have been times, John, where you've talked your your match down, whereas the match was exactly. a five. Exactly. Oh, why are you why are you defending Kenny? You lose too, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this is the evolved championship. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like How the am impact... I talking my matches down by telling a story besides the Tyler Breeze. No, 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 well, like, sometimes the story fun. brings it. Sometimes okay. the story brings it down. Like you'll have a great match. And then you tell the story, and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't like the story, so I wouldn't care that much about the match." Fuck them, John. Fuck no, them. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying hey, the fact I'm that. Sorry, no, guys. No, I'm superpowers. It's part of wrestling. It's no, ridiculous. No, like, like, like you'll have a good story, <laughs> and then you'll throw some weird tweak in it, and I'll be like, "The fuck!" <laughs> People have superpowers. I can't change that. I don't hate that part, but, but like, but like I said, I understand because I tried to have a feel good moment and they dogged me. That so was I understand. Oh, we got fucked on those. We got <laughs> fucked on those. I'm never doing one of those again. That's but I mean, like, not. I got fucked. I'm going to use that Matt Hardy example of the after the Undertaker Batista match because it was after the match and it was <laughs> just a setup for my next show. It was nothing else. It's not like that. And you're like, even- there's two old dollars off. <laughs> I don't remember I'll never forgive that. I don't remember that either. I won't go back and watch that. No, Kenny said it would have been five, and they gave me like a three or three and a half. <laughs> I didn't forget. I will never I think, forget that. I think it was just too much of the broken it was, brother. It was the hard, it was the Hardy pay per view. That's why I didn't like it. It was so what? <laughs> okay. They have superpowers. Of course, it's a small fucking show. If you have superpowers, would you do the same thing? But no, I feel you. But like, it, like even WCW back in the day, I used to get sick of NWO. Like, like I liked NWO, but it was like it was too much. It was oversaturated. They didn't yeah, have any yeah. superpowers. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they it, did. They had the it, pen. I was. I was a damn privilege. I was. Just, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> go ahead. Let's say, go ahead. Leave it. In. That's fine. Why would you that first thing? I heard <laughs> Okay, okay, Kenny. I, I we've grilled you enough. Uh, you can get to your main event now. Yeah, my main event. Um, Are we already to your main event? Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't have a lot of matches. I just I let me see three, four, five. I had six matches. Doesn't play. I had okay. six matches. So the last match, um, JBL's been talking shit for weeks, and he's like, you know, it's extreme getting millions from the stock market. He's just talking his shit. Like he's talking his rich money shit. Dogecoin. Dogecoin for the win. Like, he's talking his shit. <laughs> To the moon. Stop. Stop. And he said he said punk is pretty much the face of a company full of stuntmen with the uh, sadism fetish. So he's just talking, he's just talking his shit. Um punk pretty much comes out, does the whole, you know, I've blood done uh, blood, sweat, and tears. I'm the best in this business, I'm the best on the microphone. You know, he's talking his shit. And he's like, he's and like Tyson he's, Kid comes out. No, both of them. 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they give Tyler Breeze the win. <laughs> and like, he's going in on me. He's like, the only reason you're here because you were carried by um carried by this, another person in your tag team that said only one word. He's 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 talking his shit. So they're going back and forth. So they end up having um they end up setting up the gonna, I thought JBL said that to CM Punk, and I was very confused. I said, no, 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 J- no, no, CM Punk said JBL. CM Punk I thought I thought it was like Kofi, Kofi with the boom. No, <laughs> I was like, damn. No, 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 no. So um, so they so they have their match set up. Uh, they both had signed the contract, and they they're gonna get started at the at one night stand. So this is the uh, build the best in the world versus the wrestling god. So um, JBL they start off JBL throwing him around like he was using his power throwing him around in the beginning. We see a buckle bomb from JBL. Um, Punk is kicking at his legs to wear him down. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, we, we see a springboard clothesline from CM Punk. Uh, JBL at one point shoulder blocks him. He goes out the ring, and JBL goes out the ring. My fault. And uh, he go grabs his leg and his arm, and he like pulls him into the like into the the ring post like, from the outside. So he just pulls the fuck up and it hurts his side. Um, JBL tries to get back in the ring, but Punk roundhouse kicks him at one point. Uh, Punk springboards himself um, into a DDT on the JBL on, onto the apron. Uh, there's a spear through the barricade from Punk. While they're in the crowd, we see a very stiff chair shot from JBL. Um, there's a suicide dive from Punk. There's a uh, stiff big boot that busts CM Punk, uh, busts his lip open. Um, there's another springboard clothesline from CM Punk, but while he's doing that, JBL goes for the clothesline from hell at the exact same time, and they like they hit each other. It's just like, like it's a this a like clashing. Um, and at the very end, um, Punk sets the table on fire in the middle of the ring, goes for the Pepsi plunge, but JBL gets out of it, headbutts him, and we see him jackknife powerbomb him through um, off the second rope through the flaming table. And the match ends with um, Punk doing an elbow drop from the Titan Tron um, to JBL on the, on the table, like the like the bottom okay. of it, not the very very top of it. Like, oh, Jamal, still Jamal still Jamal lost it there. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, let's let's. Yeah, let's, let's it's, it's, Jamal, you want to go first? It. You want me to go first? I want Damone to go first. That's I think Damone's gonna be nicer than me, so Damone go first. Okay, I'll go so last. You, okay, so you had a really good. You had a four, you, buddy. You had a four. And then you added a bunch of wild ass shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, now you're getting fucking me. The ECW there at the very, very end. Here we go. It's so wow. Uh, I'm going to give it a 3.5. I hate the finish of him elbow dropping him off the Titan Tron. Um, after going through a flaming table. Right. I thought that was the finish. Table. Yeah, I thought no, the flaming no. table was going to be the finish. Also, I thought you were going to have JBL win, which I understand why you don't. No, I agree. That's why I was so shocked. Champion. I was like, what the fuck? Right. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it 3.5. Uh, I'm going to let Travis go first. I'm going last, bitch. Go I, I want to hear your points, actually, before okay. I go. Let me let okay. My first point is neither CM Punk nor JBL are that good of wrestlers, honestly. Both use mic work to make to get to the top. Um, so I don't think that this match is going to be that good in the ring. But see, everything I said, they can actually do. It wasn't that's like, fine. That's fine. Yeah, I still don't think it's gonna be that good. I'll be honest. With you. I don't think they're and also to Damone's point, you did a lot of crazy shit. You made the climax of any other match, the flaming table spot, just be another another spot. You also didn't explain how they got from the the flaming table in the middle. <laughs> no, of the ring I mean to I'm the not. Gonna, I'm, I'm just naming the spots off. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, I got you. Like, that's that's a big. That's important to me. Yeah, I need yeah. to know how they, how they, how he survived <laughs> to get all the way up there. 
all the way up to the top of the Titantron and dive. It's gonna be a whole bunch of. That's a lot. That's too much. Like the whole way up there. Um, so that's important to me. And then lastly, I feel like this is a recycled storyline. I feel like using JBL in your main event is kind of a um an easy out because you know you can do the anti ECW thing with him. Um, the the only thing I could would make this that more um what's the word I'm looking for? Like cookie cutter is to have Jerry Lawler be his fucking manager to help talk shit about ECW. So for me, I'm Jerry sorry to have to Lawler. do this, Eddie, but this is going to be a 2.5 for me. He is the leader of the main event. I also, so he's the main event. I don't give a fuck. I, I don't understand that, but that doesn't matter. Cause it's like, I'm saying there could have been, he could have used a fucking free agent for all I cared. There's just, <laughs> I, it just is what it is. He could use I, his own I, fucking, I, he could have no, put title against his own though. company. But I, I, I just yeah, think that they, I love like both of these guys. I just don't think they're going to work Booker well. Booker T at all on this show. Like, yeah. I'm disappointed I didn't see Booker T. I'm, there's a lot of your talent I'm sad I didn't see. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all for the next pay-per-view. Like, so and, and I know cool. that, you know, you were doing a collab pay-per-view, but that did. He hates my talent, by the way, because he only used two of my guys. Keep me he, from seeing some of your talent mine. that, as an ECW viewer, I want to see. King Booker was dominating your show for a while. Where yeah. the fuck is he? <laughs> like, <laughs> JTG was important. Where is he? Kofi's got a match. <laughs> but where the hell is JTG? Where's X-Pac? Uh, he, he learned that to not Where's hate Victoria? Women. Yeah, where's Victoria? She taught him not to hate women. They're cool <laughs> now. They've been taking selfies. Okay, why they, they, should, be, they should be a tag team. They've been hitting the renegade. storyline let them fight. I, I thought about gun. it, but you guys dogged it so bad. That's <laughs> what I was going with that. And you guys dogged it so bad. I'm going to go ahead and not go that way. If you can, no, if you continued with it and just leaned into it, I would have just gone. Yeah, exactly. The only no, person who rated my Tyler Breeze cleanup low was Keith. Everybody else was like four for that because I just yeah. committed to it and owned my. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking because Travis was like, I fucking hate intergender. <laughs> this fucking trash. And so I'm just like, Keith didn't. Uh, Keith acknowledged my cleanup and like congratulated. <laughs> so I was like, low <laughs> rating. So I was like, bro, give me the four everybody else gave me for my cleanup. I was expert. Um. So Travis made a lot of good points, and so did Damone. I do disagree with Travis about CM Punk's in-ring work. I think he actually is great in the ring. Really? Uh, though JBL, yeah. I don't agree with is being great in the ring. I think JBL is pretty mid. I think uh, I, mid. Oh, I agree. JBL, JBL peaked in ring as Bradshaw. Uh, I just think JBL is more like – It's character is what I like about like He's that main like event style, though, and he's a ball. is a Punk uses, hardcore wrestler. But Punk, but Punk does mix his athleticism and springboard stuff like that to it too. He's not. He's, uh, CM Punk's not the most athletic man in the world. Let's not. Let's he's not. not he he's not, he's not ricochet, but he can do shit. Yeah, yeah. He's not. Yeah, he's not doing like double. John Cena does springboards. <laughs> but he's okay. he doesn't work he that clean like fucking CM Punk does. Like when he does a springboard, pose, is not, clean. my thing is CM Punk's not the CM Punk to me is a three point five out of five in ring ability. JBL's a two point five seven five. Uh, I think no, we're not that far off. We're not that far off, but I think he's better than you said. But let, I'm gonna give this match in between because Damone's giving it a three-five. Travis is giving it a two-five. I'm gonna go in between at a three, and that does include the tax. Uh, so that's <laughs> it would have been a three twenty-five. Uh, but the reason the reasons are pretty similar. The scaffold was fucking ridiculous. The finish uh, and you said you had JBL win, correct? Lost. No, no, lost. JBL, JBL power okay. bombs CM Punk through a flaming table, but then somehow loses to a diving elbow off of the Titantron. 
through a table. Through yeah, a table. That's, that's fucking nuts. But like, people have gotten up from that like a lot. They shouldn't. People got nails in the back. They got fucking staples, staplers, and that's what. Oh, first off. Going okay, through a flaming table and getting staples are two balls different things. They're very, very okay. different. I'm just saying, like we've it's seen a lot of shit. Oh, no, like... CM Punk was the one that went through that. CM Punk got put uh, through the table and then yeah, got yeah. taken. Then took JBL up to the Titantron somehow, put him on the table, climbed the Titantron. These are just the spots. <laughs> and jumped off of the jumped off of the Titantron with a diving elbow and won the match. Right, that as many spots as you gave Kenny to have like work in between. This would have had to be like an hour long. <laughs> it's a it's a lot of buildup. I, I mean, this match like this was supposed to be like a longer match. It's supposed to be like the last man standing kind of like feel like just a lot. Just uh, taking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, I get it's, it's like a, it's a twenty thirty minute match. I understand that, but at the same time, I I don't know. I feel like I want to know. I want to know how the spots tie together because that's important. That's like, that's I'm a psychology guy. I want to make sense, especially for the finish, like it, the middle stuff or the beginning. Yeah, stuff, I, I say, get. I like the finish, I need. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at a three. I think that's fair. Uh, it was one of your weakest matches on the card. I'll say it was and, the weakest. Uh, either the or the second weakest. I think there's another one I rated kind of low too. But it, it was one of your weaker matches. And plus, we, we got we to gotta get that overall down a little bit from your collabs. Your first two matches were so fucking good. Like, yeah, your uh, first three matches, it made me nervous to, to know if you, I was – I was like – Also, so you guys – so what you guys know, when we talked about doing the collab – Pretty much, it was just like do what you want. Like you, you have access, <laughs> have access to his roster. But you can't have, have a six sided ring. Roster. But I can no, have a no, six sided ring. No, he doesn't have the six sided ring. Just the roster. He doesn't have the six sided ring. Six sided ring is sacred. Okay, the ring is sacred. Hold up. You know what's funny? Hold up. Damone is going to give away his whole fucking roster for somebody to kick his ass in the ratings, but. I can't have six sides of my goddamn fucking ring. So that <laughs> an on. inch of ring. Give me, put this give, me all, give me Ultimate X, or let me borrow Ultimate X, and you can borrow the I six might, sides. I might let you borrow Ultimate X. We'll everybody, <laughs> everybody. You want to be TNA I went so to. Bad. First of all, I want to say that Damone is is once again copying me. I went out and got got partnerships, and then the next week, don't came out with partnerships. To be fair, Shocking. Kenny asked Shocking. me. Shocking! I, I, I did ask him. I had. And he came to me. Uh, okay, so Kenny's copying me. That's fine. Because <laughs> yeah, um, I, want, I wanted to have the triple threat match, the triple tag team match between yeah. the Briscoes, um, Motorhead Machine Guns, and uh, the Young Bucks. Young, young Bucks. Bucks. I was about to say Generation Me, Young Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Respect on um, You would have gotten a no. five if it were Generation Me. They were better back They're then. Generation <laughs> Me. They're Generation Me. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! All right, where are my quarters? Um, here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. I when I approached all three, John, Kenny, and Keith about this, Kenny and Keith both gave me hesitation at first. It was like, ah, I don't want my guys to go over there and get jobbed out. I don't want my guys to come over there and lose to you, blah, blah, blah. Like all this shit. John was immediately on board with like, hey, not only should we do this, how about we do a joint show? So you know what, John? You're a real motherfucker. I I want to do what's best for the fans and I want to keep cranking out mid-ass shows so I can stay afloat the ratings. <laughs> I got to give people like the, the stay at home wives something to watch on Comedy Central at 2 p.m. while they, you know, do the dishes. The, you know, you know what I mean? It, it's some background TV. They like it. They don't love it. Uh, so. Just just to pre warn you for my pay per view, I will, it, it won't be like Kenny's where it has 
a mix. Like, there's a bunch of ECW These people. Cheating motherfuckers. There, but there will be three matches that feature ECW. Three people. out of four. But the three out of like six or seven, I haven't all written right. it all. Travis, but, I'm, I'm uh, it won't be the whole. It will be the whole card. I'm about it my Starcade is about to be everybody from all of your rosters. No, it up won't. on my show. Yeah, I'm not gonna book any of my look. talent. I'm gonna book the best of your guys. I don't talent. have no problem with that. But if the matchup is is bad, I will give you. <laughs> you will receive a cease and desist letter, sir. <laughs> not you. You don't fucking count. Nobody wants your fucking talent. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do with Evolve talent? Have Shawn Michaels get beat up by Triple H again? Apparently they I want, do. I want Rob fucking Van Dam. I want Rob Van Dam. That's so between bad. you and him. So That's mad. got nothing to do with me. Yeah, I don't want any of them. I don't I, I want. want I want to beat Damone without using any of his talent. Um, <laughs> I knew, but I knew Rob Van Dam versus Kofi Kingston. You gotta think of that match. You seen that match? That match would be crazy. I, I agree. No, that, that would be an eight star match. I, I also know that. That what you did in the beginning that I took points off for, that I mean I gave it back. I give you a full five, I believe. Was yeah, would really happen in the match. I know that they would do the flippy bullshit that I hate. Yeah, but I still don't like it. So I, I'm still not gonna. You know what I mean? I, like, I would take I, I it like, off in real life. I like seeing athleticism in my stuff. I, they don't always have to be flipped stuff like that. But Kofi Kingston, in my opinion, is a different. Like, it's, it's a different high flyer though. Then you're Rey Mysterio's because Rey Mysterio is somebody that he jumps out the top rope, does a horror Kofi King's not like that. He just every now and then he'll jump up to the top rope, like without touching anything, just feet only. And it's just that's showing athleticism like that. Him and Shelton Benjamin. I appreciate I, I, that too. I understand, but there's also different levels of athleticism. Yeah. Cause it, like to me, I'm looking for realis- realism. And in my opinion, that's not realistic. Fights don't end with yeah. flips. So and that's I know that a lot of people don't like that, and but that is what I want in my wrestling. I've I was a wrestling fan first before I was an MMA fan. But even when I was just a wrestling fan, I wanted it to look like how I wanted it to be a fight. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to do... end with flips. Mine and them with a flip. Mine with a five no, I mean, frog splash. <laughs> I'm saying the flips don't happen in fights. I mean, I guess. But uh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm okay. so ridiculous. Is John Jones less athletic for not doing backflips yes. in, in the ring? Yes. Yes, he is. Fuck well, like, I, th- I think that's different kind of athleticism, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, how that's you why I said that? there's different kinds no, of athleticism. But because I keep getting points him. taken off by, I think it's, I don't think it's you, honestly. I think it's John to be to be fair. But, but we, to you say know that, me and Travis have opposite tastes of yeah, wrestling. No, Some really, grill him. Yeah. yeah, so that's fine. But I keep getting points taken off for my my guys not being athletic. But they're professional athletes. They literally are athletic. Just because they're not out here doing flips and shit doesn't make them not athletic. No, I understand that. But when you have matches like Dusty Rhodes and fucking uh, what's that other big dude's name? Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier is a super that. athlete. I understand that, but that is a fat grease ball ass when I say I athletic, I, When I say athletic, though, I mean fast moving. I do mean some flips, not tons of flips. And I mean guys who are You're able not going to get that from me, though, really. Feats. And that's why I tend to rate your shows a little bit lower. Not because I dislike <laughs> you, but because we have different ideas about wrestling. Just like people rated my shows lower because they don't like the wacky shit I pull yeah. in my storylines. Because like, I, I pull like, supernatural shit. I pull fucking guns on people. <laughs> <laughs> I pull- Honestly, I think I might be the nicest raider at this whole thing, to be fair. I don't know about that. No, I, think I, Keith, I, I think Keith no. is, actually. I think Keith is. Because I just realized I've been giving John high ratings because I like, even when he's doing his wacky shit, I usually wouldn't like. Um, I give, I've given Kenny high ratings on hardcore stuff that I don't really fuck with. Obviously, nope. Damone's going to get high ratings <laughs> for me because... Yes, I did. You gave me a point fucking five. <laughs> You're right on the on the the, the Dudley Boys thing, uh, which I rated yeah, a five. 
That match was lit. It was the best that match that we've not. ever had no. on the show. It was not. I agree. I agree. In the history that of Bucket, that is the I'll greatest say, match The moment we heard my feelings, better was my ultimate X where Tyler Breeze was handed a title. <laughs> I'd be rating the mode high, and then Damone come to me and be like, "Nah, fuck that shit, boy." Damone should <laughs> be rating you higher. Damone should be rating you higher because y'all have some more similar tastes. That's what, I don't understand where he's. He'll be like everybody else. Will be like, "Yeah, that's a four. That's a four. And you'll be like, "That's and a two point five. I feel I'm like Kenny. Like, I just. Be I, I, it's for you. I'm honest. I'm just honest. Yeah. Whatever I feel like the number is, it is. I feel like they're trying to hold me down. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. No, I'm not. you. Not you. Not the new three. Damone and Mike are trying to hold me down because they don't want to see me win anything else. They've, they've went through this for almost three years now of me winning everything when we compete. So they, they were, they're trying to hold me back. I, I was going to say, like, but another thing, too, just to add on, I don't like main event card wrestling. Like that I don't either. Yeah. I hate that style. Triple H, John Cena, like the Stone Cold, I hate that style of wrestling. But I'm okay with it. It's not my favorite, though. I'd much rather have an athletic or a but, hardcore match. But I appreciate it for what it is, and I just kind of like – I let my like opinions go to the side, and I take it for what it is at that point. Like, yeah. that, that's, why, that's why when you had Triple H for Scott Hall, I would never want to see that match. I'm not going to lie to you. I would never – if that was I on have, TV, I, I would turn that shit. But – with a good storyline, I will be invested. That's why I gave you. I think I gave you a five on that. Either four or yeah, half. I gave three. Travis yeah, fives on that. That was yeah, a, yeah. That was you had a great. Story. That's, that's, that's why I don't care about either. That was your best storyline too. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can do that though. Like I can still push that aside. Like okay, let me let me. I do that every match. I try to make sure. That's why I'm always looking off to the side. I'm trying to picture it in my head. Yeah, uh, I try I to say, be fair to everyone and no favoritism, no hate. That's a lie. But when I, I but to the fly, that's called Daniel Cormier versus Dusty Rhodes. I was pissed. <laughs> uh, I, I thought was, it was a good match. It was a good celebrity match. No. Like it was a good, like little like Mimi is like people were gonna laugh about their big bellies in there, and it ended with a belly to belly suplex. That was a big show versus what was named Aki Bono. That was that. God <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, I forgot about that. I repressed that. Uh, but I'm my biggest shock in the ratings thus far is that I thought Kenny would be giving me the highest ratings because we're the most similar, but it's actually been Keith for the most part giving me yeah. some dubs. I've been giving you good uh, good ratings. Yeah, I'm gonna say Travis has two for sure. Yeah. Um, so we are wrapping up the end of this episode. Travis and Kenny both gave us great shows. Travis gave us a hard-hitting extravaganza with lots of emotional twists and turns in the stories, while Kenny gave us a dream match heaven with a lot of a helping hand from Damone's roster. <laughs> But still a dream match heaven nonetheless. This is making uh, me hey, we're about you're about to get WB impact back. WB we're impact. about to do just nothing. I'm about to book a card with just all both of our fucking talents. Hey, I, I still got Taboo Tuesday, bro. I still got Taboo Tuesday. Oh, you do? I was gonna say <laughs> I won't let the fans vote, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but now we want to, before we wrap up, put a little focus on some of our talent, as in RGMs, other shows. Damone, tell us about Debatable and why it's must-watch. Uh, it's a must-watch because you got me, you got Mike, well, for the most part, Travi, <laughs> you got Keith, uh, and then we usually, each week, we have a special guest or guests from other podcasts, uh, Paige as well. Um, we have guests and we debate the serious, the silly, and everything in between. So, uh, like this week we debated, uh, Monopoly pieces and what was the best comedy song. So if you want Ooh. the funny, you know where to come, come watch debatable. If you want a decisive decision on life's biggest questions, come watch debatable. Love that decisive decisions. Uh, Travis, you, oh, we got on Kenny actually. Like Kenny, tell us about the bad guy I spoken in some of your other projects. Um, 
Yeah, so you're gonna see um unpopular opinions, um, just pretty much you know the like the stuff you're afraid to say, like you know, it's come to bad guy spoken. We say we pretty much say it all as a um uh, uncensored podcast. We pretty much say when you know, I let them say whatever they want for for um check that out. It's on Bad Guy Spoken Podcast on YouTube. Um, Bad Guy Versus. We had the same cast. We played different played uh, tournament style video games to see who wins the Golden Chicken Award, or if you are the worst player in that tournament, then you will get the Shitty Boy. Um, and we have uh, I, I do top fives. I'm gonna start doing it on TikTok. Um, Monday nights game night where you just watch me playing different video games. Um, and we have a bunch of food shows, Food Truck Friday, uh, Pizza Connoisseurs. Check all that out on the Bad Guy Spoken podcast. And follow me everywhere, Bad Guy Spoken. Um, give Bad Guy the cue, as in quarters, as in <laughs> John, give me my quarter. <laughs> You're more mad about me taking off 25 cents than Travis whole dollars. <laughs> yeah, I am, because you were supposed to be the one to give me fives. I would depend on you this week. He knew I was going to give him shit. <laughs> I had the charge attack, so it was too good to be fair. Travis, tell us about your some of your TikTok content. I know you've been killing it on TikTok. I am. I like how you said it. TikTok. TikTok. Tell TikTok. them about the TikTok. The on young the people clock. love the TikTok. Um, Such good shit. The, the, the people do love the TikTok. Um, you can follow me on the TikTok at Primetime Chatty T. Not Primetime Daddy T. That's just why I make these motherfuckers call me. Uh, P R I M E T I M E T R A V V Y T on TikTok and Instagram. TikTok's where I do my best content. Uh, Instagram, you just get to see my pretty face. And then on Twitter, I I be tweeting about at literally everything. It's usually mostly MMA, but also um, I decided hot take that if you um, order hot mustard with your McNuggets, that you're a criminal. That's a that's just that just is what it is. That, that's a good take. Uh, I will I will be putting those all of my my takes out there for the world on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me there at primetime travy t p r i m e t i m e t r a v y t. That's only one v because Twitter's trying to hold me. Hashtag get travy the v. Twitter and... is holding you. <laughs> They're not trying. They did it. Uh, I don't feel like it. It's really not that funny. Uh, the jokes. The jokes been played out. It was the, funny, ready. the way I did it. Yeah, like, exactly. No, I, I agree. I agree. Your 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 delivery was great, but your the, the jokes. We tried this once. I killed it. I'll kill it again. Don't make me do that, Damone. Don't make me make your joke not mean anything again. Uh, that's that's about it. So, uh, Jonathan. So yeah, uh, check Travis out on TikTok. Check Kenny out on all platforms. He's got TikToks as well. He's got great YouTube content. Um, check out Damone's Debatable Podcast, where they debate all topics serious and funny. I am your guest commissioner, TNA Teddy, with the shooters. And this is your <laughs> Book It. Have a good night. Bye.